Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, today, we on the podcast, we have uh, Matthew Rodriguez, a 3-6 Lima Company Weapons Platoon 0331, who was attached to 3rd Platoon for the invasion of Marja and um, served from 2008 to 2012. And uh, I just want to welcome you onto the show, Matt, and uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, be with me here tonight. Hey, man, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so I guess let's uh, let's kind of start with uh, where where are you from, and I guess uh, how did you end up joining the Marine Corps? Uh, originally Brooklyn, New York, and um, during the time of nine uh, eleven, I was eleven years old, and um, you know my family had lost you know a family member, my aunt, even though I really uh, didn't know her that well. I, um, at a young age, it, it galvanized me, you know, to join. And, uh, once I turned 17, I enlisted. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah definitely. Man. It's very, uh, heavy. Um, so I guess, uh, then you, you went to boot camp, uh, ITB and then, um, ended up at three, six, uh, in, uh, what year? Cause I know you, you said you joined in 2008. Yeah, I had joined in um, June of 08, uh, like two days. Well, not joined, but I, I left for boot camp two days after um, I graduated high school. And, um, you know, went to boot camp, Paris Island, uh, fucking left there, did a little bit of a recruiter's assistance, had to milk that cow. <laughs> oh, and then I, I, yeah, yeah, and then I went to um, ITB in uh, Camp Geiger. Uh, from there, we went to uh, Lejeune, and this was uh, December of 08, by the time I got done with uh, ITB. And uh, yeah, I was there, you know, for the remainder of uh, my contract, you know, besides deploying and going away for fucking training evolutions. Mm, gotcha. And then um, what year did you guys end up, uh, <clears throat> well, I guess not even, obviously the year, but uh, so... When did you guys start the uh, the workup to go to Marja? And, like, did you guys know where you were going to begin with? Hell no, we didn't know. Um, we had went to Fort AP Hill in uh, in about, I want to say, April of 2009. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were originally slated the whole time. We were slated to go to Iraq. And um, we were going to leave in, like, September of 2009 to go to Iraq. Um, but during that time... You know, they were really drawing down Marines from going to Iraq, handing it over more towards uh, the U.S. Army and, um, you know, the Iraqi counterparts over there. So um, when we got to Fort A.P. Hill, they were just like, you know, we don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Like orders changed. We had no idea, you know, where we were going. And, um, you know, so we just, you know, continued with our workup. And then we uh, ended up going to um Mojave Viper uh that summer of 2009 and shortly after coming back from Mojave Viper we had found out that we were going to Marja not specifically Marja but you know Helmand province Afghanistan and did that uh did that shift anybody's kind of attitudes towards anything I don't know if everybody kind of knew off the top of the head their heads uh where that was or what that place kind of meant nah man i mean at least from my perspective you know like we we kind of knew that we were gonna get into some shit 
But, you know, we had no idea until we got closer to the date on, you know, exactly what Marja had for us. A lot of it was, a lot of it was unknown. And, um, you know, once we got, you know, those orders, training kind of shifted a little bit more. We were doing more, um, like, longer fucking humps and shit because, you know, we knew that the, the terrain over there wasn't going to be so urban, you know, that we were going to be having to move, you know, a lot on foot, you know, if we were blessed at all to have trucks. So, you know, training definitely changed. But, you know, our um, our willingness, you know, to to see the mission through, like, it sounds fucking corny, but you know how, how motivated you are, you know what I mean? When you're that junior Marine on like how to, um, you know, like just, just get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to be that fucking boot that like is falling behind or, you know what I mean? Not doing their job, fucking it over for everybody else. So there was definitely that fire under our ass because all of weapons platoon damn near was fucking boot. You know, our seniors, um, they had went to Iraq before us and the only senior guys that we had as far as like a deployment under their belt was our section leader, um, you know, uh, the squad leaders and then everybody else as far as team leaders, gunners and, and ammo bearers. Uh, we were all fucking boot. Same thing with Waterman. Same thing with the, uh, well, the assault men, they had a couple, couple senior guys in there. Uh, Lance Corporal Cox. Um, Lance Corporal Bonk, aka Five Five Bonk. Um, yeah, yeah, that was that was our call sign over there. But yeah, the assault section was one of the most, um, probably like the, one of the most senior sections that we had, you know, inside of Weapons Platoon, and and fucking damn near everybody else was boot. And how did uh, how did all your your seniors um, feel about? I guess because this was going to be their, I assume, like second deployment or probably for a few of them, like another deployment. But I guess what was their kind of attitudes towards it? Yeah, I mean, those guys, they didn't go to, you know, Afghanistan before us, like I said. So it was something new for them as well. And um, you know what I mean? Like as a junior Marine, like speaking to, you know, your senior Lance Corporals and shit like that, you know, you get like, I, I want to say – I want. I don't want to say it's fake because it's not. It's just face value. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. shit. Shit rolls downhill. You know what I mean? And your and your gripes usually stay at peer level. You know what I mean? So right. so amongst themselves, they were probably like, "Oh shit!" You know what I mean? Like we're about to get into the shit, but we never seen that. You know what I mean? Because if our seniors would have conveyed that to us, it, it probably would have you know went amongst us in our ranks. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, we were a fucking a platoon full of boots. And when we got uh, attached out to our line companies, you know what I mean? Like, we really had to fucking fend for ourselves out there. Mm. You know what I mean? As far as, like, during, um, like, uh, like training workups and shit. Because, you know, you know, man, like, I, I know the Marine Corps changed, you know, now. But we were in there where a time where it wasn't so much fucking paperwork being done. You know what I mean? Like, if you fucked up, you walked to the street line. And that's how shit got solved. You know, like yeah, totally different from uh, how it is these days. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the big reasons why I got out was a lot of paperwork, man. Yeah, it's very uh, paperworky now. It's pretty much a little dull show, in my opinion. But 
I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how, okay. So your seniors, so I guess the, this, I mean, this obviously does carry over, but I guess did, did everybody kind of see going to Iraq and going to Afghan, uh, two very different, I guess, uh, experiences with the tool sets that it kind of gave people, I guess, did it just not really carry over or I, I, just the way you mentioned it made me kind of think of that. Yeah, it was, um, it was acknowledged, you know, that it would be two different beasts, you know, mm, like, okay. um, like, um, like the command, you know what I mean? Like our, our company commander, you know what I mean? Our our first sergeants, our gunnies were definitely like, this is not going to be Iraq. Like, I remember them specifically saying that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not going to be what you guys are used to. You know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be like that. It's, and as we got closer, you know, to the day of us deploying, it was like, you know, we're, we're figuring out that, okay, we're doing an invasion. Like, where we're going is sort of like a fucking astronaut where, like, no... U.S. troops really have gone before, you know, so once we were hearing that, we were like, fuck, like, damn. I mean, we didn't, I didn't have any kind of, you know, inclination that Marja would be what it was or or remembered for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just knew that, you know, we were going to see some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that was gonna be my next question was leading up to it. How did how was everybody's uh, head headspace going into it? Um, oh yeah, like we you know we were like taken aback. Like I remember, like there was one point we were sitting around, you know, just amongst ourselves, like on a weekend, like damn, we're really gonna fucking do this. And you know, you get those like those fucking jitters, like a mix of emotions, like damn, like we're really about to do this, like. Should we go UA? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, dude. Like, I mean, I guess we're really going to get it. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, you drink a couple more, and then you start fighting amongst ourselves. And, you know, you really realize that at the end of the day, like, politics be damned. You know what I mean? Like, everything else be damned. Like, we got each other. And that's what it's going to be. Like, when we're out there, no matter what, like, I got you and you got me. I remember I set up my fucking will. And at that time, bro, I was 19. I didn't have shit. I had like my fucking my TV and my, and my PlayStation in my room, and I was like, to my roommate, I was like, "Yo, bro, if I die, you can have my my fucking TV and my PlayStation because my life insurance is gonna go to my mom's." You know what I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> that's just what it was, and he was like, "Fuck it, bro, you can have my TV and shit." Like that's just what it was, man. And so how? Because okay, so I have a couple questions now. So one, I guess how. How old was everybody else around you? Because I know you mentioned you were 19. Yeah. Um, at the time, you know what I mean? As we were about to deploy, I was I was fucking 19. And, uh, you know, everybody else, like, in, in my peer group was around the same. You know, like, a lot of people had just fucking graduated high school maybe, like, a year prior. Um, our seniors were probably, like, a couple years older than us, maybe, like, young 20s. You know what I'm saying? Like, Everybody that was, you know what I mean, going to be fucking, you know, deploying was, bro, nobody was like, I mean, we had one one guy, McCormick, he was like 26, 27, and we called him old man in the Marine Corps because, (laughs) you know what I mean, he's fucking, he had graduated SOI um, 
you know, with me, like in our, in our fucking peer group, or whatever. And he was the oldest one, man, 26, I want to say 27. And, and wow. we called him old man in the Marine Corps. Yeah. <laughs> it, it always takes me back whenever I see, um, pictures because when I was a kid, cause I was in 2010, I think I was still in like eighth grade or seventh grade, but I remember seeing pictures and stuff. Cause I always, cause, cause I always knew from the time I was a kid, I was going to join the Marine Corps, but looking at yeah. pictures of all you guys, um, thinking about it now, now that I have like, have, I can get into D vids and stuff and like, look and see like some of the pictures that I saw as a kid was actually three, six. And it, it blows my mind. Um, how all you guys looked so much older in those pictures and uh how old you guys actually are it, it blows my mind too thinking about it and just in the marine corps too like kind of regardless of the the conflict it, it's it's incredible and it's also kind of saddening just like just how young we all really are um, yeah man you sacrifice the best years of your life yeah yeah you, know? you absolutely do um yeah, and then okay, so then my next question was gonna be, um, so around that time, to late two thousands, what was it like being in the barracks? Like, what what did you guys do? <laughs> uh, we called it the fucking bricks, man. Yeah, and, that's uh, what I called it too. <laughs> yeah, and um, a lot of it, man, was fucking spent not trying to get caught underage drinking. You know, we fucking. <laughs> We'd go out to like Toby's, you know what I'm saying? Like all those other fucking strip clubs around, around uh, the Jayville area. We called it Jay Vegas. You yeah, know, and we... if you had a, if you had a fucking car, man, you would just like pack everybody into the fucking car and like on a weekend, man, try and catch up like Myrtle Beach or you know, go to Greensville, um, uh, North Carolina, where uh, ECU is, East Carolina University. Yo, mm -hmm. shout out East, ECU um <laughs> you know what i'm saying like we, we we would just try to fucking leave just fucking leave jacksonville bro because if you're out in town like it, it fucking screams you know what i'm saying like all oh, these guys are marines you know what I mean? right. just look at their fucking yeah. haircuts bro you know what i'm saying right. like going to the fuck i mean i remember as soon as i fucking got to uh the fleet man i fucking went to the mall and like i'm looking around bro and there's fucking like i i just see them like Damn, there's another boot just like me. Is this what I fucking look like? Jesus Christ, this guy's got a fucking hair and tight. I was like, I'm not fucking coming to this place again. You know what I mean? That, that you mall's know what I mean? always hard to walk yeah, through. Yeah, man. You got like fucking first sergeants or, or gunnies or whatever walking around, you know what I mean, with their families and, and their daughters and shit, like yelling at a fucking a boot PFC for like doing some stupid, wearing like green skivvies in the fucking J-Ville mall. They're like, like, they're like damn, backpacks. Dude. They're, 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 yeah, really, uh, man. they're really big it's on backpacks and uh, the, the God, if you're uh, camelbacks too. Yeah, man. If you're a fucking junior marine listening to this, leave that shit in your yeah. fucking wall Just locker. Just like a normal human being. You, you know what I'm saying? Be stupid. the fucking gray man. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Were you guys able to uh, put flags and stuff up in your rooms or was everything... Uh, I forget if it, it was the earlier 2000s or if it was... Uh, around now um, you couldn't do shit with your room yeah you, you could but during field day inspection that shit needed to come down you really because I mean? like, we had yeah. uh we had lights and shit in our rooms we had flags and stuff mm. uh dudes had tvs uh one of my one of my uh 
Buddy's had a uh, stereo system in his room too. Yeah, nice. All kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, we had shit like that, but you know, if if you had shit that was like hanging up, I mean, this is for me in the most part. Like they fucked around. Like if somebody's fucking room was just a little bit dirty, we'd end up doing like fucking Chinese field day, man. Jeez, Where like all yeah. yeah, like all the fucking wall lockers, your fucking your bunks, all that shit's coming out of the room. <laughs> and you know what I mean? And you're fucking cleaning everything up and you're Man, I remember doing fucking field day until like three fucking four in the morning. You, you guys... gotta show up, show up to formation. You know what <laughs> I mean? Shortly after, like it was yeah, ridiculous. That is crazy. You guys actually, your your generation actually sends me some of the funniest stories. I don't know if uh, you know this one, but uh, something about a corpsman stealing a Humvee and then jumping over a bunch of fences, running through. Dude, that was that was my fucking corpsman. That was Doc no Cuban. Was that serious? Yeah, like he fucking ended up on the general's lawn. Like, you know, the fucking general's building. Like what? he was drunk as shit, dude. Was this before deployment or was this like I'm after? I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was after. It was after like right, fucking, right when you got back. Right. Like not I don't I don't want to say right after, but it was shortly after, man. It was fucking shortly after. Bro, don't do man, anything. I crazy. remember two corpsmen, two fucking corpsmen in the same weekend. We heard about it. We were like, what the fuck, Doc? damn like <laughs> yeah i remember uh someone sent me that and i i was kind of I, I posted it but i remember thinking to myself i was like i don't know if this is true like this sounds fucking too legendary. outlandish <laughs> fucking legendary that's crazy you got to tell me that yeah, story we called, uh, we called them uh well i called them doc combat and um my platoon that we were attached to called him doc combat um obviously he's a fucking corpsman but mm-hmm. the motherfucker carried a law on every damn patrol and like he yeah, didn't just I'll... carry it, like he fucking shot the shit. Like yeah, we would catch contact, that's and that's how he that's how he would open up. Really? Back blast area all secure. Boom! <laughs> like <laughs> uh, I remember fucking uh, Corman, bro. Was wanting to shoot the rocket a lot too, uh, for for field ops and stuff. That's funny. Um, you'll have to tell yeah, me man. that you'll have to tell me that story uh, once we get to the end of uh, hearing about everything with Marja. Um, so okay, so I guess we covered up. Uh, I guess pretty much everything before. So I guess what were the the final days uh, before you guys got on the plane and stuff to to leave? Well, final days. A lot of it was spent like you know packing away like personal shit. Mm-hmm. We had um you know things that were gonna go to like storage, um like around base or whatever. Um you know like packing away the guns and shit. You know putting them into crates to go and. You know, the last days of, you know, us being in States, man, we just fucking drank and like hung out at the bricks. Mm, and honestly, yeah. I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to leave. You know what I mean? Leave base because if I get in fucking trouble now, you know what I mean? Gonna I'm going to fucking, show. it's yeah. going to be a whole fucking show. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I was just like, fuck, man, let me just, I'm going to just hang out here, you know, fucking drink a little bit and, you know, just fucking show to formation and that's that's just what a lot of the guys did you know yeah no that makes sense so so okay so fast forward to you guys going there um i guess what was it like being on the playing and uh i guess looking out and seeing um that you guys were kind of like starting to get into there to, to land and stuff i guess what was everything going through everybody's minds and just uh i guess everybody's uh I guess I guess what it felt like. I, I don't know. Was there like a feeling in the air from everybody, or how was it? Um, I mean, like it was kind of 
mean, it was, you know, a little tense, man. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we, and, and right before we left too, we, um, we got a fucking boot drop. Like these guys had just graduated, um, ITB oh, and they came to our fucking, yeah, they, they came to us while, um, I believe we were on free deployment leave and we came oh, back. Shit. Yeah. And we, we came back and there was fucking boots there. So, and, uh, Oh, sorry. What are you saying? No, you're good. I mean, one of them, um, um, at the time is fucking PFC Emmett. I believe he's still in now. And he was, he's, um, I want to say a Sergeant, maybe a staff Sergeant now, if not a staff Sergeant, he definitely deserves it. But, um, you know, shout out to him, man. He's in, he's in, uh, two, two ghost guns. Last I heard he was in, um, yeah, he was in the fall of Kabul really Damn. yeah he That's was crazy. yeah so yeah, like with, yeah it was really fucking crazy because I, I i remember just like reaching out to him a lot you know because um i heard his unit was over there and i'm like fuck man like you know that's my boy like and it's crazy it was really you know i can't really speak on you know his experiences too much um mm. but uh you know he was my boot man like he was right. he was my fucking my ammo bearer like my little brother you know what i mean and I, I remember like him, you know, coming to my team and shit. And, and by this time, like I had did a fucking a year and a half workup and I was nervous as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean, I'm like, I'm you. like, damn, like, but he did fucking, he just grabbed like six months in the Marine Corps, man. Mm-hmm. You know I mean fucking boot camp and, and fucking ITV. And he's like, damn, I'm going to fucking Marja Afghanistan now. And I remember just like, you know, putting him like we all did really. You know what I mean? Like just fucking, yeah, we'd fuck with them. You know what I'm saying? But we definitely were like, yo, this is, this is little bro. You know what I mean? We need to make sure just, you know, he sticks with us and shit because fuck man. Like, like I said, I was nervous as fuck. I was going to ask you. So when they showed up, did everybody fuck with them? What, or I guess, did everybody just skip that and try and fill their heads with as much knowledge as they could or yeah what, i mean uh, it, it was a little bit it was a little bit of like you know we're fucking with because you you know you're brand new you know uh-huh, what i'm saying like right, so you're, yeah. you're gonna get fucked with but it wasn't to the level of of like what i got fucked with you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. we we were about to fucking deploy yeah, you know what i'm no saying time. so like this this guy's gonna be my fucking ammo bearer like you know what i mean it's like it's like fucking fourth quarter in the game you know what i'm saying and you're getting a fucking substitute like He's fresh. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I need you to fucking score this winning game uh, point or we're fucked. You know what I mean? So him as my ammo bearer, I wanted to make sure that he had no issues coming up to me whatsoever. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because you're yeah. going to be fucking delivering me my ammo, bro. How... I need you. I need you to fucking be there. Right. Of course. Of course. Um, How how did they feel? Did, could, like, could you see any kind of... um? Bro, he, I remember seeing his face when we left. This man looked fucking ghostly. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask if they, he was really fucking. Nervous. I like, I remember, like I said, I remember being nervous, and I seen his reaction, like on <laughs> on on getting there and stuff. And I was oh, like, man. I need to suck my shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I need a, I need to fucking like, really just like focus. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've kept going. You know what I mean? Like muscle memory. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be good. Like. We got this, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I put on that that persona really, not just for myself, but you know, for him too. And my other fucking uh we had another one, Bullock. He was a little mouth breather, but he's he's all right. <laughs> yeah, I wanted he's to ask right. you that too. Was uh I guess rolling into this, was everybody uh, how everybody's kinda like if some people were kind of putting up that, you know, 
that front for for leadership that or the people that were in leadership positions like how they were kind of taking it or if they were a little bit visibly nervous too about everything um uh i mean i'm one of the my fucking first sergeant at the time first sergeant carson um you know rest in peace now he actually passed away uh i want to say within a year Oh wow. yeah like so, yeah, yeah yeah passed away yeah yeah um like i said rest in peace but at the time he was a fucking dick and mm-hmm. um you know nobody really liked him you know um you know he was obviously fucking first on who really likes first on like that you know what i'm right. saying but um you know i'm he was just fucking he was he was just a pogue you know what I'm saying? Like, he fucked us the the entire work up. Like, we're in the field and shit. Like, oh, make sure your fucking boots are bloused and all this other stuff, right? Even mm-hmm. while we were out, you know what I'm saying? Even while we were out fucking deployed, I remember getting yelled at for fucking wearing, like, a skippy shirt bandana. And I got, it's, it's like over 100 degrees. Fucking sweat's pouring in my eye. Can't fucking, you know what I mean? Aim straight because my eyes are burning from fucking sweat. So, you know, we had like those skibby shirt bandanas. Like we would get an old skibby shirt, cut the sleeve off and That's pretty throw the sleeve. Renegade. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And we, we would fucking throw the sleeves, you know what I mean? Over our heads. And that was like we after a while. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, after a while it was, it was accepted because at first guys were like really just throwing a fucking bandana on their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were like, well, fucking, like, first on, like, we can't fucking see. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got fucking sweat pouring down our face. You know what I'm saying? We're fucking patrolling 12, 16 clicks. You know what I mean? Catching contact, dealing with fucking IEDs, locals or whatever. Like, we need to fucking see. Mm. And so he was like, that... all right, put the fucking skivvy shirts on then. Right. Yeah, no. Yeah, for sure at that point. Um. So that's what I was going to kind of ask you next was uh, – I remember uh, growing up to always hearing the first thing that everybody kind of always says about either Iraq or Afghanistan uh, is how the heat hit them the minute they got off the plane. Bro, you ever stand in front of a fucking oven on like 450 or whatever mm-hmm. and like instead of instead of opening the door and, and backing away, like you just fucking stand there and that heat just blasts you in the face? That's yeah. what it was like for me getting off the C-17. Jeez. When we fucking landed in Afghanistan, like they opened up the fucking tarmac and it, it was like, it was still fucking winter, right? When we had landed there, mm-hmm. but it was fucking hot still. Really? Like it was fucking, yeah, it, it got hot for us. And then like cold really, really fucking quick at night, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the summertime was fucking just, just intense, dude. We're talking like, I remember fucking just the shit, just like melting. You know what I mean? Like just you could fucking pour water on the fucking dirt and like, it's, it's going to be gone soon. Like it's not going to fucking pool up and, and be there for a while. That's crazy. Even during winter, it was that hot. What were the temperatures like every day? Well, I mean, not in the winter. It was, it wasn't like that in the winter time, but the, the fucked up thing about the winter was like, it would be hot during the day. You know what I mean? And then uh-huh. at night that that temperature would drop drastically. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would, it would drop so fucking drastically, like you'd be freezing, you know? So you fucking, you're sweating during the day, moving around, right? All that fucking gear on you. And then, you know, wintertime fucking comes and it's fucking freezing. Like all that sweat on your body is like, it's it's like you fucking, you know what I mean? Like you were just in a shower or whatever, you know, you got all that sweat on you and now it's fucking cold out and you're like having to drop your fucking gear Hopefully you got like another frog shirt or some something fucking dry that you can put on, you know. So a lot of guys like 
right in the initial push, there was a lot of people, you know, that went hypothermic. Um, one of which was uh, myself, you know, just, just because, you know, they, they, this is what they told us like, okay, the, the, the raining season is about this time of the year and they get like fucking four inches during the rain season. I'm like, all right, fucking four inches isn't that bad during, during the whole mm-hmm. rainy season. Right. Yeah. Well, we got fucking four inches in one night. Oh my God. Like it, it was fucking bad, bro. Like it went from and fucking it's cold like on top of it. Yeah, it went from fucking hail to 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 like snow to fucking rain. Like it was it was just retarded. And that was retarded. How, how quick was that after you guys had landed? Or you guys were uh, we, experience weather like that. We did. Um, we were like on fucking Camp Dwyer. We we left in January at the beginning of January, uh-huh. and we were on Dwyer, like just waiting for like other units. You know what I mean to coordinate because this this was like a whole big fucking operation you know what i mean like yeah. one six and three six were the ones actually going into marja and then we had um we had army battalions that were doing like an outer cordon for us in uh, a strike battalion that's what it was they were doing like the outer cordon for us so we had to coordinate with them um our eastern um border for our al was handled by fucking uh british marines you know, so like we had a whole coordination um, going on that made us wait at Dwyer for, excuse me, for a while. So we didn't, we didn't actually push out. I want to say it was until like the very end of January and beginning of February. Cause our D day was February 13th, I want to say. Mm, February 13th, okay. February 14th, when we actually like started to push into Marja. And I actually missed that. Because I fucking got medevac, I I went hypothermic, oh. and I didn't get back to the unit. Yeah, I didn't get back to the unit about until about like two weeks later, when uh, we had already uh, taken Cop Kutu. We, it was like a big compound that they had taken some fucking from you know some drug lord out there or whatever, and uh, we had built up Cop Kutu, which was in um, KES, which is uh, Crazy Sidi or some shit. Crazy Sadie. That's what we used to. <laughs> Well, that's what I used to say. If you, if you look at it on the map, it, it kind of looks like that. Oh, okay. And uh, so Camp Dwyer, uh, I guess for kind of a, a reference point, how far was that from, from Marja? Uh, um, I mean, I, I wouldn't know as far as like clicks and shit, like, you know, or, or that distance, but we got heloed in. You know that oh, that's okay. how fucking far so it, it was. was uh, you know, it was it was a ways away. Okay. Yeah, it definitely was. Mm, okay. And it was uh right next to uh Camp Bastion as well, which was the um uh the fucking big hospital out there, um like the field hospital, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. and uh, the airfield as well, where like a lot of our helos and you know whatever else took off from. Oh, okay. And then so. When you got back to your your platoon, um, I guess what was it like? You got back and you kind of saw everybody, and you're like, "What the fuck happened to you?" Guys? I was like, was "What?" The like... fuck? Because and it was fucked up, man. Because I remember hearing over the radio all the time. Oh, so um, you're always by the you know what I mean? Yeah, like I mean, it wasn't like in our tent or whatever, but like every morning I'd fucking I'd get up and I'd go ch- fucking check and be like, you know, how's three six Lima doing? Like, and I would just you know just be 
just inquiring, you know what I mean? Because those are my fucking guys, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's your boys out there, and and you can't. I'm a I'm a machine gunner, right? It's like you having a an important role, bro, and like you just fuck, dude. Like you just can't be out there, you know. Mm. And what were so, you guys? Um, uh, what were you guys doing that made you go hypothermic? Uh, we were in the fucking desert. They dropped us off. Um, I want to say twelve clicks or so, um, north of the city of Marja and we were going to fucking clear down, you know, to get there. So we did, um, mm-hmm. it was called the shaping phase. Okay. And, you know, I did that for like a fucking, like a week or so, man. And, um, you know, we were moving just basically through the fucking desert, bro, like nomads. And, you know, we would fucking, it really wasn't like too much of, um, you know, firefights out there because it was just so wide open, right? Like you would have a cluster of compounds, and then for it would look like damn near forever that it would just open desert, right? So huh. there wasn't really anywhere for them to egress from, like if they started shooting at us. So what they would do, it was they would just try and fucking drop mortars on us. And thankfully at the time, man, they didn't have fucking, you know, sites for their mortars. They I mean, either they didn't have sites or they didn't know how to fucking use them because they would just try and bracket and and drop mortars on us. So we would have to fucking when we whenever we stopped, we would have to get into a triangle defense and we would have to dig through like some fucking hard, hard terrain, man. Like it was a fucking desert, but it was a hard desert. You know, when people mm. picture a desert, you know what I mean? Like you you picture like the Sahara, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's sandy everywhere. Uh-huh. So the top layer, yeah, it was sand, but underneath that man is like fucking big ass rocks like if you're looking at like i don't know you guys ever have a fucking personal pizza like four fucking slices like we'd be we'd be picking up fucking rocks out of the ground like that big Mm. you know what i mean like you're just fucking digging with your e-tool and then tink tink you're just fucking hitting rocks like every time you dig you're fucking shoveling jesus yeah that sounds like a pain yeah so um how i went hypothermic man like it had fucking rained uh two nights in a row the the first night yeah, the first night I, I just took like the fucking brunt of it. I was like, whatever, man. I'm just gonna fucking I'm not gonna take out, you know, break out my fucking um like clean clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like dry clothes. I I wanted to save those because I didn't know how fucking long, you know what I mean? One, the rain would last. Didn't know um, you know, what the what tomorrow was gonna bring, really, you know. Right. So I went through that fucking night and I just thugged it out. A lot of us did. And um you know, we had fucking picked up, moved again to another. We had to dig another fucking hole, um, you know, and I had fucking dug it out to where, well, it was myself, um, my team leader. Um, I think it was McCormick. No, Scholler. Excuse me, Scholler. Um, Jacob Scholler. Um, he was the team leader. I was the gunner. And um, we had a fucking brand new boot. Uh, Fetzer that was in our fucking hole and Fetzer if you're listening to this I hope your fucking foot still hurts to this day you piece of shit cause uh, we had fucking like I said it had it had rained the night before right so the following day we moved again that night comes and it's fucking beautiful bro like it looked like something out of a fucking Disney movie man like you could see every star in the sky you know what I mean like it was it was beautiful right it was cold but I was like, I'm going to get some fucking sleep tonight. So I took out my fucking sleeping bag, bro. I fucking changed into, you know, dry fucking skivvies. And I got off post. 
and I fucking like racked out, you know, I, my, my boot Fetzer, he was on fucking post and, um, he fucking fell asleep, bro. Oh Jesus. Fell the fuck asleep. And, um, it started fucking raining and I was just, bro, we were all so fucking exhausted. Like as soon as you go on your sleeping bag, man, like you're out, bro. Right. You're out, man. Right. Like we were just fucking moving with everything, you know, on our bodies, man. Like fucking full ass LB packs, ammo, how much Water, ground were you covering food. per day? Oh, uh, definitely a couple clicks, man. Jeez. At least a couple clicks, bro. You know, because in, in between us, you know, having to like search compounds along the way, um, you know, fucking come across, you know, like stupid ass IEDs or what we thought were IEDs, right? Because we just got in the country and we're like, you get done doing all that fucking IED lane training and shit. You're like, is that a fucking IED? Is that an IED? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you're just looking at you're looking time. at everything, bro. Like we're yeah. moving fucking slow and like we got all this shit on us, man. So like I said, my fucking this motherfucker fell asleep on post. Um, you know, and I woke up and my fighting hole, it was I want it wasn't chest deep, you know what I mean, because of the terrain, but uh, I'm 5'10", right? So the fucking hole was at least to my belly button. Like, we had to crouch down, like, to be, you know what I mean, in a good, like, fighting position, right? Mm-hmm. So, bro, like, I fucking wake up, and I'm in, like, waist deep of water. Like, I got Jeez. fucking, my whole, my whole fucking fighting hole got, you know, filled up with fucking freezing water. And, like I said, I'm in my fucking sleeping bag and my bivy sack, right? So I'm still fucking dry. You know, and I'm mm. like, holy fuck, like, what the fuck? And I look over and this motherfucker is just he has his tarp over his uh, Kevlar. Oh, my! and he's like <laughs> behind. He's behind the 240. It's set up on a fucking tripod. And like, he's just fucking racked up. I see. And I know he's sleep because he's got his fucking NVG on like the fucking PVF 14, bro. Uh-huh. And the green light is like shining right in his fucking eye. And he's fucking asleep. Oh, so I fucking I, I take my arm out of the fucking sleeping bag. I slap him in the fucking Kevlar. I'm like, you motherfucker, bro, wake up. <laughs> and like I Jesus. go to fucking like I go to like climb out of the fucking hole. Right. And bro, like the bivy sack just fucking unzipped and fucking water just flushed in. bro. Oh, and I'm like, fuck, my dude. God. I'm like, fuck. I'm so I got like my pissed. my bro. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. I want to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> so my I'm bro. I'm in skivvies. I'm in fucking oh, skivvies, bro. Jesus. I don't got a shirt on. I don't got fucking socks on. I don't got nothing like my fucking my tarp wasn't even like covering my fucking LB pack, bro. Because, mm. like I said, it was like, it was a boot move. Now, looking back on it, it was a boot move. I should have wrapped my tarp up. So, if you're ever out there in the fucking woods and you don't think it's going to rain, wrap your fucking tarp around your fucking back. All right? Yeah. No, we did it every time. I you know remember, what I'm saying? Like, And yeah. I was like, man, I was like, I was, I was, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. fuck, man, it's not going to rain, dude. And, like, bro, my fucking boots were filled with water. And did you? you know what I mean? like, it was just bad, dude. So, did you, you slept through the whole thing, though? I, bro, I slept through that shit. So and then I woke up. That's how tired you guys were. Just that's how fucking tired we were. You guys bro. weren't even in the city yet. No, no, oh, we were God. still like I want to say we were still maybe like five, six clicks, like maybe five, six clicks up north of the city, you know. And uh, it wasn't only me that went hypothermic that night. It was um another guy we had from fucking Alaska too. This guy was from from Alaska, like straight up Inuit, bro. He what? went hypothermic. Yeah, that's in his he blood. He went hypothermic. Yeah, 
he went hypothermic. Uh, we had another uh, 11 team leader. He went hypothermic. And, uh, you know, like, what, I fucking started, like I said, I started screaming at this motherfucker. So other people in fighting holes are now like, what the fuck's going on over there? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, what, what's going on? And here I'm standing up in fucking skivvy shorts, like trying to rummage through my pack now in the fucking pouring rain. And like I said, oh, it, it's going from rain to hail, you know what I mean? To rain or whatever. That, yeah. So I'm fucking like, I start to like, just sit on my pack. Like I'm like trying to hang my ass on like the hip part of my pack and like dig through to try and find something, you know what I mean? My tarp, right. something to cover me, bro. Yeah. And uh, this motherfucker, man, he, he gets up and he fucking shoots himself in the foot. Are you? Betsy. Oh my God. I swear to God. Serious? He shoots himself. I swear to God, bro. He shoots what? himself in the fucking foot and he, and he screams out contact. So what? now everybody, everybody, oh, bro, is like Jesus. flipping the fuck out. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're all on fucking like high alert. Bro, I thought I fucking got shot because I'm sitting on my pack, mind you. And he's standing like an arm's distance away from me. You know what I mean? Like looking down on me. And then he just turns his back to me. And then all I hear is bang. Like that concussion went all through me. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't oh expect it at all. I fall off my pack because I believe we're getting shot at because this? this motherfucker said contact. It, so and was bro, this it just a got worse. Or was this? He was one of the. He was one of the new guys. Oh, he was one of the. God. He was one of the fucking new guys, dude. And Ooh. um, yeah, bro. So um, we had you know Doc was running over to the fucking um because I'm fucking like I said, bro. I was screaming. So here comes Doc, man. Doc Cubat's fucking running. Doc Combat, man. He's fucking running up there, and um, you know some other guys came as well. Um, they had to fucking carry me from that triangle defense. Like it, it felt like a fucking eternity, bro. Oh, like geez. they carried me to an LZ. Um, we had called in fucking Blackhawks to try and get me and like the other, like two or three other guys. And, um, they couldn't fucking land, bro, because of, you know, the, the strong winds, the weather or whatever. So mm -hmm. I, I distinctly remember like the fucking birds hovering like trying to fucking land bro like really low you know uh -huh, like and they just couldn't the they, yeah, yeah like barely barely trying to fucking land like like above us you know what i mean like not right. like to the ground but like they were above yeah, us like yeah I know like we're mean. here with you you know what i'm saying like we're trying to get to you but we can't fucking land bro oh, so they gosh. left and i remember them fucking leaving and i was i was just thinking i was like i'm gonna fucking die like this is this is where I'm gonna fucking die. I'm so, gonna become a fucking popsicle, and this is where I'm gonna die. So he 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 NDs and shoots himself in the foot. And I guess was that you throwing yourself off? Uh, I guess a little bit of cover you had is that what was kind of like that was my it? pack it sent you into my. I wasn't jumping in the fucking hole because at this time I was oh, still yeah, like yeah. coherent a bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I was like. I, I'm not going back in the fucking hole. Oh, so you were just you like I mean? shivering to death at this point, bro. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm shaking like a leaf, bro. Oh, I'm like. I'm 150 yeah. pounds soaking wet. By the time I was over there, I was probably like a buck 30, man. Oh, like, yeah. bro, I'm shaking like a fucking leaf. Man. Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, then, uh, like, the senior guys. Yeah, bro. Like, it, yeah. yeah. And then the fucking sure. senior guys comes over, and he's like, that wasn't a fucking AK. That wasn't that wasn't 762. That, that looked like 556. Five, and this motherfucker, we were like, they, they started looking at him, and they were like, you fucking shot yourself. Like, they fucking took his gun from him, took his rifle. Took yeah. that shit. I remember they fucking they dropped the mag, wrapped the fucking the round out of the fucking thing, and they were like, "Yo, you're going too, motherfucker!" Like, obviously he fucking shot himself in the foot, man. 
Yeah. And uh yeah, bro, we had to get fucking our uh our map platoon, uh the mobile assault platoon that was in fucking um MRAPs and, and Matt V's. They had to come out there and, and fucking pick my ass up along with uh yeah, three others. It was me, uh Outwater Lavoy, and fucking Fetzer who shot himself in the foot. Damn. And bro, so did- we didn't even we didn't want him nowhere near. I didn't I didn't want him nowhere. I was gonna kill him. So I was that, was that near, it bro. for him, or did he end up coming That was back? it for him. Yeah, no, was that was say, it for that, him. That he like, he uh, went to fucking Germany. He was gone. Yeah, that sounds he was like gone. Uh, it's not a quick fix. <laughs> Mm-mm. Yeah, no, nah, but we, we went back to the, 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 the three of us. Yeah, we went back to the unit like three weeks later, like right before March happened. And by that time, those guys, you know, the, the rest of my guys, they were already, they are, everybody damn near in the platoon got their car already. Their combat action ripping. By the time mm. I got back, oh, everybody so you, got their okay. fucking combat action. Damn. So, yep. Okay, so what was it like coming back to the platoon then uh, after? Oh my god, I, I got fucking shit. They started making fun of because uh, it, it was really first on Carson who fucking said the shit. He was like, "Oh, did you guys enjoy your fucking ice cream while you were at Dwyer? <laughs> did you guys enjoy the fucking the PX and and the, and the fucking chow hole and all this other shit?" And you know, I felt like shit, man, because. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I, I never even wanted to, like, leave. You know, you yeah, don't want to fucking leave yeah, under those circumstances. Yeah. Like, anybody who's, like, really about their boys, you know what I mean, and their mm. brothers never wants to leave under those circumstances, man. Like, so there was, when I came back, like, I, I felt like there was a lot to prove. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still the same Rodriguez. You know what I mean? That was fucking, like, here a couple weeks ago, you know? And, and shortly after, it didn't take me but a, a, a fucking couple days or so that I had got my combat action ribbon too. Um, uh, bro, we were we were getting into it like every day, every couple of days, man. There was, I barely remember time where we really had like a whole bunch of downtime. You know what I mean? Where it's like a whole bunch of days that are just like nothing going on. Like there was always something happening, whether it be a firefight, whether we fucking found um, IEDs or, or cash. It was always something. So, and then I, I guess uh, kind of diving into that, into that more, I guess, what was, so when you got back, what was the average day kind of like, uh, I guess, starting with your morning, I guess, what would usually be the, the routine? Well, it, um, it, it varied, you know, because we were doing like 24 hours, like, and, and broken up into, into threes, like you had three squads and we break it up into fucking eight hour blocks. So for eight hours, you were doing patrol, whether it took you eight hours or not, like that was your patrol block, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had um, either after patrol, you had like rests and uh, QRF, you know? So like if you were resting, you know, like you really weren't, like you could take your boots off, you know, change your socks, do whatever, but you're not going to be hanging out the whole time you know, with your fucking boots off. And if you are, you're going to have them bitches right next to you. Because like I said, you're your QRF as well. So like if whoever is out on patrol, you know, catches contact, who's ever on rest, like you're gearing up and you're going to get ready to go assist them. And then the other eight hour block was spent for post. So like if we had eight guys in a squad, you had fucking four posts, You'd either split it up four four hours and four hours, or some of them had, you know, um, like two man posts that you had to be on. And this is, we had to fucking 
like build our posts. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't us walking to a fucking wooden box and like, okay, now we're in post and we're just going to sit here and fucking look at the same sectors of fire. Like, no man, we had a, we had to build sandbags. Like we built the sandbag wall that was literally like the length of a fucking house. And it's like tall that we had to like put our fucking arms above our heads. You know what I mean? To like reach the top of it. Like we Jeez. literally had to build everywhere we went. And then if, if that was like, um, like a temporary position, you know what I mean? Like an OP or something like that. And an LPOP, like you had to build up sandbags. And then when you got, when you were ready to move again, we couldn't like cut the sandbags. You know what I mean? Like we had to untie them, dump them the fuck out, roll them up, put them on our pack because we're getting ready to use them again, wherever we stop, you know? So Jeez, it was, yeah. it wasn't like, like Fallujah was house to house. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were doing that, but it wasn't so close together. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were like in a cluster of compounds and then it would open up like into large fields. Like if you guys ever seen, you know, like pictures of Marja and shit, like you'd see those, those poppy fields or whatever. So there would be like a big stretch of farmland, you know, in between compounds. And then you had like villages that were like clustered together. You know, so that was the only like house to house that we did when it was when we went into those villages. But, you know, for the most part, it was just like a cluster of maybe three or four compounds together. And then it opened up again, you know, and then you had to cross no man's land. And during the wet season, like guys, we, we would be walking through the fucking field because we don't want to take the roads because of IEDs. So we would be like sinking up to our fucking knees in mud. And you got all this shit on you, you know what I mean? And you're, you're just fucking moving through the fucking fields. And, that you know, you get to the point where it's just like, fuck it, man. Let's just take the roads in. And if I fucking die, I die. You know what I mean? If I fucking step on a pressure plate, dude, so fucking be it. And then somebody would fucking walk on the road. You know what I mean? Either either we're just crossing a, a danger zone. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're crossing some kind of fucking crazy spot. And then somebody would step on a fucking pressure plate. And we'd be like, I'm fucking going back in the field, dude. Yeah, going right back in the Christ. field. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so did you guys end up getting a lot of trench foot or anything out there? Just going Hell through yeah. socks so much. Hell what did you yeah. guys do? Like, um, was that fucking? It's not baby powder. It's like, what the fuck is that shit called? Oh, the, um, yeah, it was some powder? kind of fucking powder. Yeah, it was Foot some kind of fucking powder. Of yeah, like we would, we would run through a shit ton of that. Um, guys would be putting on fucking moleskins. You know, it would like, I remember my boy's shoulder. Shoulder got trench foot so fucking bad, dude, that like his sock was literally like sticking to his, like the bottom of his feet. Like, Jesus. and as he pulled the sock, like his skin's like coming off with the fucking oh, sock. Oh God. Like it was that fucking bad. Like he had to sit out for, for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they had to give him fucking, uh, from like radio watch and shit. But dude, it was, it was bad. Like if you didn't take care of your feet, you were fucked. You were fucked. If you didn't take care of your feet. Yeah, and you guys, you guys obviously probably weren't getting fucking laundry out there. So, what were you guys like mm -mm. washing your own socks, or how were mm -hmm. you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah dude, we, we were fucking bathing some of the canals too. Oh, really? And how? Yeah, was, like uh... before I had my um my own like we got like those little solar showers, right? But uh... like it's a, it's a like a black bag that you fill up with fucking water, or whatever you stand under it. 
Uh-huh. We didn't get those until about five, six months into the deployment, bro. Mm. So, like, I went, like, fucking four or five months without showering. Like, you know what I mean? Like, running water, running over my head. Like, we Jesus. would have to use baby wipes or we're fucking in the canals. And, you know, some of those canals over there are fucking disgusting. Like, literally shit water. So, you don't want to be fucking... We had to walk through some of them. You know, but mm-hmm. you definitely don't want to be bathing in it. Oh, yeah. Fuck you know, that. so yeah. fuck around and, and catch some fucking gonocephalitis or some shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And did anything, and did anybody catch anything crazy like that from being in, from getting exposed to the water? Um, we had some guys that like got pricked with fucking like needles and shit from really? like black tar heroin. Yeah. Are you like, uh, yeah, bro. Like they would be, um, because, yo, they would be fucking hot. There's no way they weren't, man. Like, we would hit guys, like, so many fucking times with bullets, and these motherfuckers would still go. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, they, they they would be on some shit, man. And yeah, uh, we, a lot of the roofs, a lot of the roofs that we would go on, we would find, like, these little small fucking needles, man, just, like, on the fucking roof and shit. And I don't know if they left them there in, intentionally or whatever, but some guys, you know, when they would get on the roof and they would go, you know, to put their hands down to go prone, you get fucking pricked in the get hand. Pricked? Oh my god! Yeah, did they have to get medevaced immediately, or did anybody yeah, actually he had get to, high? He or... had to get he had to get medevaced, and they fucking tested him, and it came back after uh, you know, that he got tested that he had fucking black tar heroin in his system, Jesus. and um, he and had to he sit out for a or... while too. No, it, it wasn't you know crazy like that. Thankfully, you know, thankfully, yeah, but no, um. I can't imagine that shit yeah. chemically changes you it, it, it fucks yeah. you it's it's yeah. like that just even one time and you're you're fucking yep. addicted you could be fucked dude yeah, yeah. so That's they had to like scary. sit him out for for a couple weeks and they had to watch him you know what i mean to make sure that he wasn't like tweaking and going through withdrawals yeah. or whatever the fuck but yeah man yeah that's gotta suck yeah. too i imagine there's probably a or, guilt part to that too for him yeah absolutely and that's something you know what i mean that you don't you don't intend for that shit to happen oh, bro yeah, like no of course not who the fuck wants to get stuck by a exactly fucking yeah. you know what i'm saying like fuck dude yeah so i guess so up to so this was just the the, the clearing or the what did you call it the uh shaping phase? that was the yeah the shaping phase was right before like i said um oh, right, february right. 13th before, yeah so yeah now yeah, what I'm what I'm describing now is like the the clearing phase. And like how we many were phases? moving. Um, there was uh, I want to say there was three because towards the end of our deployment, we had uh patrol bases set up. We had patrol base McKelney, um, uh, patrol base. It was like the fucking blue school where we uh split, which was PV McKelney. And um, we had Cop Kutu, and then uh, Second Platoon, um, they had a patrol base, you know, down. And we were all, like, basically what we did was a lot of the shit was in a triangle, you know. So they were, like, triangulated with us. And, oh, my fucking, oh, forgive me. My headphones going to fucking die. No, all good, all good. <laughs> no, 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 hold on, hold on. Stay with me, bro. All righty. All right, I'm here. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so where, where, yeah, were, our, uh... our, we were talking about, um, patrol bases, like, um, so, and the phases, right. Mm, right that, right. um, yeah. So like the, the initial part was, uh, the shaping phase. Then we had, uh, like a clearing phase 
And then, um, like towards the end of my first pump, it was like holding, you know, because by that time we had already built up, uh, three PVs. Um, one of which was PV McKelney where third platoon and first platoon rotated. And then we had, um, PV Beatley where second platoon, they were, um, they were firm for the most part. Uh, what they would do is, uh, they would send a squad back to, um, Kakutu, you know, for like a week or some shit like that, just to, you know, rotate their guys, get, get some guys fresh because we had phones towards the end of, um, my first deployment, we, we got, um, an MWR tent, you know what I mean? Like fucking phones, uh, computers and shit where we were able to, you know, reach back home. And then also, um, we had, uh, with, with engineers, you know, made a route where like the, the dispersing truck can get to us, you know, on like somewhat of a regular, right? Mm. Remember one fucking time, the goddamn dispersing truck blew the fuck up, like oh, hit an IED, bro. Yeah. I was like gonna fucking ask you cigarettes that. dip um, everywhere. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. yeah fucking. That's mm -hmm. a morale killer right there. Um, I was sure going to ask you how, how logistics were throughout the uh, the deployment or if you guys were having to kind of self-sustain a lot. Uh, yeah, we had to self-sustain for a little bit, especially in the beginning, man. You know, like before, like I said, before we got those PB set up, we were doing a lot of like compound to compound. Like that's what we were doing. And then we finally got to a spot where we were like, you know what, this is where we're going to go firm for a while. This is where we're going to make like a patrol base. And then we built that area up and, you know, a lot of our resupplies came by helicopter. And did engineers like, help you guys build things or were you guys literally building everything from the ground up? A lot of us built everything from the ground up, like Camp Hansen that got fucking built, you know, by guys like grunts, you know, going there. And then later on, you know, engineers came and, and built everything up they made berms they fucking put constantina wire on the top of them put hescos in but we didn't see that only at cop kutu do we have hescos like big barriers or whatever and that was you know after the fact like by the time this happened this was like months into our deployment man wow. you know so we were we were really like building up a lot of shit as we went and then you know, we literally cleared the way for them, you know, as, as things became more clear, as we established fucking routes and stuff, you know, that's when we were able to, you know, get those, uh, those land resupplies, you know, and, um, first and third platoon, we would have to switch from Kakutu to PV McKellen. And we would have to, you know, constantly switch there. We would do three weeks, um, for three weeks, um, third platoon would be at Kapkutu or vice versa, you know what I mean? And then we'd mm -hmm. swap. Like we would have um uh two squads like go on foot to um to PB McKelony, and then two squads would push out from McKelony back over to Kapkutu on foot. And then you would have one squad take the trucks from Kapkutu, drive north in the desert. Um, push west and do a link up basically just north of uh, PV McKelney. There was a main road that ran north-south. And um, we were able to, one, the one squad, right, that was left from whatever platoons going back to Kapkutu, they would walk up from the patrol base to um, where the trucks were, where the trucks were staged. And, you know, they would do like a rip, just like a, a quick relief in place. 
you know, mm-hmm. and then whatever platoon that was back at the patrol base, they would drive the trucks back to cop Kutsu. And then whoever came from the cop would push down, you know, to the patrol base. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Um, and the way, so I'm trying to imagine this. Uh, so you said that everything was kind of designed in like a triangle. So was that on each side of the city or I guess your guys as part of the city or? Yeah, we were more north. Like if you're looking at Marja on a map. Let me, let me pull like, it. Yeah, yeah. Marjorie. I got a fucking, I got like a little map of it too. Uh, let me find that hole. Yeah, I, I should have had this. I should have had this shit ready, but no, um, no, I think good. it was, <laughs> I think it was one six Bravo. Like they flew in north of the city. They flew in north of the city, and no, excuse me, not north of this. They flew in more towards the center. Right, and then uh, the rest of one six pushed from south of the city up north, right, and then three six was responsible from pushing from north to south. So we would literally like we were trying to fucking sandwich them in. Oh, huh. Okay, because I'm. I think uh, if I'm looking at the right place, yeah, yeah, this should be. Yeah, you're going to, um, yeah, if I know you type in Marsha on the map, it's not really going to pop up. Look yeah, up, yeah. um, look up Lashkarga, L-A-S-H-K-A-R, I believe, Lashkarga. Lash- oh, Lashkar? Yeah, Lash- Lashkarga, or whatever. Oh, Lashkarga. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what you're talking about, the little, uh, province. Yup, that was, um, I believe India Company was out that way. Oh, okay. That was, that was India Company's AL. Huh. Yeah, and then we had uh just if you so if you're looking at Lashkarga, right? Uh-huh. You're gonna look more east and north. North uh northeast. And uh you'll see um KES. KES like um KES. yeah, there was fucking it was route bats. That's what it was. Oh, we had route bats. Or... No, nah, it was just um it wasn't a highway, it was just like a, a main road that you could say, and we we named them. Um, you know, from, yeah. So route Elizabeth was like, um, like the ring canal. And, um, Mm. that was like right by the ring canal. And there was a huge canal that just like ran, like encircled the city. And from that canal, it would feed water into smaller canals that would run into, um, run into the city, you know, like feed water to their farmlands and, you know, yeah. their homes and shit. I, I see what you mean now when you said that everything was, uh, it, it wasn't like Fallujah. Everything was really spaced out. Yeah. Because all these, all these compounds, they're like semi bunched up. It, it, it uses up yeah. a lot of, a lot of space. It's. Yep. So like some, some place. compounds, like I said, like if you, if you zoom in, you'll probably be able to see some of it on Google maps. But, um, yeah, man, a lot of that shit was, um, a lot of it was spread out, you know, like you would have some stuff that's, you know, clustered together in some areas, but other, other places, it really wasn't. Huh. Yeah. And this is just such a massive place too. It really is. It was a lot of fucking land, man. Cause there's looking, there's looking a- at this fucking map is crazy. I'm, I'm looking at these names and I'm like. I'm I'm remembering you like gotta, these routes like Route Gorilla, Route Marcy, like you gotta shoot me a picture of that. 
Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, I'm seeing like all these different areas and like there's a Marja with an E. Marja. Nah, it's it's M A R J A H. At yeah. least, at least from my understanding. How do you how do you pronounce it? Uh, Marja. Oh, so it's the same as, as the other. Yeah, Marja. Marja. Oh. Huh. Yeah, because there's all these little provinces and shit too. This is like a massive area. It's just like yeah. so condensed and this like two between these two almost like how far apart is this? They're like valleys almost. Yeah, so I mean it wasn't like extreme, you know what I mean? Like it really wasn't mountainous like that, but it was hilly in certain areas, especially once you start to get outside of the city. And, um, like, if you zoom out, man, you're going to see a, a shit ton of fucking desert. But, oh, yeah. you know, you, you zoom in, bro, and it's, I swear, it's fucking green. Like, heavy vegetation, bro. Heavy, yeah, no, I definitely. Heavy, I see heavy it. vegetation, yeah. man. It's definitely and we, a um, mix. We got intel pictures, like, right before we pushed in, too. And um, they handed out these fucking pictures, right? And then we were like, yo, what the fuck are these? Like, are these trees? You know what I mean? Because we were looking at, like, almost, like, city centers, like, places in marja that were you know like where they would gather like around the bazaars or whatever right mm-hmm. and bro I'm, I'm looking at this shit i thought they were fucking trees Jeez. and they were like no no they're people like that's people oh, and wow. they told us that we were gonna fucking be expecting like twenty thousand some odd people you know and, most of which hostile and this we were is like what the fuck dude so this is three six one six and uh, who else did you? Some army units were coming. To yeah, you. army units, and I I want to say there was another marine unit, but I don't know. I know, I know for a fact, the guys clearing Marja was three six and one six, like that. Uh-huh. I know everybody else was responsible for fucking outer cordons. Mm, gotcha. And we wanted to basically, you know, encircle the city because this is what we were told that this is like the last Taliban stronghold. You know what I mean? Like the all the fucking smart fighters, you know what I mean, who have fucking survived since 2001, since we've been there, have like either fallen back to here or went to fucking Kandahar, you know what I mean, to basically just keep hopping the border between Pakistan and, and jump back over to Kandahar. Oh. So we were like, this is where it's going to be, you know? Yeah, because, like, the more I zoom in, like, every little patch of land is, like, a little compound. Yeah. So this is, like, a massive area to fucking clear. Yeah, dude, and we would be fucking, like, fighting over these fucking fields, man. Like, literally fighting over fucking poppy fields. And we would, like, we, we got to the point, you know what I mean? Like, we started patrolling in, like, tack columns, you know? And we we learned early on that that shit isn't going to fucking work there. And what we did is um, we started patrolling in, like, satellite patrols. So the main element would be more towards the center. And uh, guns, we broke off. And we were like, we're not just going to get fucking pinned down, you know what I mean, with the rest of you guys. So we're going to satellite. And snipers did the same thing. Um, You know, we had, like, just various, you know, elements with us. Like, assaultmen would usually hang out with, uh, with the main element. And, um, you know, just to provide like rocket support, like immediately, you know, or mm-hmm. they would do, um, like breaching charges, you know what I'm saying? When they're going to go fucking clear compounds and a lot of these fucking places were booby trapped, man. 
Like you would have like Wakanda. fucking trip wires, trip wires in the doors, um, daisy chained IEDs. Some of them on the road, some of them in the field. Like they would con- the Taliban's fucking smart. I was they gonna ask you know, that was how how do they design? They are these? fucking smart, bro. They are fucking smart. They would use these like yellow water jugs. Um, or pressure cookers, you know what I mean, to just mm-hmm. create these devastating effects. And um, when we when we went over there, we learned about DFCs. It's a directional fragmentation charge. Oh, and what they would do I, with these, I think I've heard of yeah, that. what they would do with these is they would just put like a whole bunch of scrap metal, um, spent casings, fucking spark plugs, nails, like anything metallic they would throw in this, and then they would fucking mix ammonium nitrate. I'm not going to say the whole fucking formula, but mm-hmm. they would mix a whole bunch of shit, you know what I mean, inside these fucking things. And, you know, they would put tripwires on them or they would attach them to pressure plates. And guys would fucking walk by and fucking hit these things and just, and it were, would fucking fuck people up, man. And were those the, the shape charge ones? Is that, or am I thinking of something else? No, I mean, the, the shape charges, I guess you could say for, for their categories were inside like the yellow jugs. Um, they were inside the the pressure cookers. I don't know you know these that. things, these DFCs. They they were meant for personnel. You know what I mean? So like they would hang. Yeah. Some of them would fucking hang in trees, man. Like you would hit a fucking trip wire or a pressure plate, right? Would it be like a, a fish hook? It would be at. Um, no, they started doing that. I heard recently in in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, that's why. Thankfully, say, we I, yeah I we've never that. encountered. We've never in, encountered no fishing hooks. I mean, there was no really body of water like that. Yeah, honestly, insane. I've never even seen them fucking fish, dude. You know, but that yeah, fishing hooks is nasty too, man. That, that shit gets snagged up. on your clothes, yeah, snagged yeah, on your gear. You see that? Yeah. Yeah, you don't that's even such see a that small, shit, man. Small thing. Yeah, it could just blow up in the air. It's, it's just fucked fucking, up, dude. Yeah, and just fucking, fucked up. They, they, like I said, they would hang these right shits. There. Yep. Yeah, because if they shape it the right way and we're in a fucking ranger file, you know, moving down a, a a tight path or whatever, like they would put these things in choke points, man. So, I mean, if you're a young fucking Marine and, and you're going through training and stuff, like, don't you ever underestimate your enemy. Don't yeah. ever. It doesn't matter how superior you feel you are. You still bleed the same red. You know what I mean? That they do. And these motherfuckers, especially the Taliban, they've been fighting forever. Forever, they fought us. They yeah, fought the fucking Russians. Very interesting. They have been fighting forever. So this is one of the main reasons why we had to switch up our taxes, and we would switch them up constantly. Like I said, we st- we started patrolling in in tactical columns. You know what I mean? Like contact left, contact right, shit. You know, and uh, we would get pinned down quick because you know everything's buddy rushing right you're going to move towards the enemy and that's exactly what we did we'd be buddy rushing over these fucking massive fields whether they be muddy you know what i'm saying whether they be dry whatever um and then we would get shot at from our flank or behind us you know what i'm saying like and now we're getting caught in what we call the bear claw like it's it's coming at you from so many different directions now you're pinned now you need fucking air support, you know, and air support wasn't always ready available. So like we would fucking be like, it's, it's on us and we're fucking shooting in like three, four different directions, you know? So, oh. and how long would, would the firefights last for? Oh my God. Some of them, some of them lasted really long. Others, not so much. And you know, when you're, when you're in it, you know, some of them shits feel like fucking eternity. 
And then you're looking at the clock, you'd be like, damn, that was only 15 fucking minutes. Like, fuck. Like, you're out of breath from fucking running so much. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're using a whole bunch of high intensity, you know what I mean? Like, right then and there. And then you would get this lull. And then they would fucking stop and pray. You would literally hear, like, a chain reaction, bro. And I'm not, listen, I'm not, you know, making fun of the, the Islam race or the Islam, excuse me, religion. You know what I'm saying? This yeah, is just how they did yeah, things. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I'm not I'm not making fun of anybody who, who's Muslim. Like, that's just what they did. They would fight us. It would be time to pray. They'd stop. They'd pray. Prayer would be over. They'd pick it up again. They fucking would stop for, like, lunch or whatever. They'd fucking shoot at us again. You know, so it was a lot of... That's crazy. Yeah, man. It was a lot of sporadic fighting. And then there were some fights where it was like, okay, we're in it because... They would they would pin us down and they know that if they let us if they knew that if they let up that we would move again you know and and fucking basically maneuver on them so those firefights usually ended with cobras coming on station you know or fucking like just overwhelming you know fucking firepower like all right guys save your fucking ammo like load up a fucking 100 200 round belt and we're gonna dump this shit into the fucking tree liner compounds uh, assault, you guys are going to fucking shoot rockets, everybody's going to open up, you know what I mean, and we're going to start fucking have a maneuver element to get the fuck out of here to, you know, get to some other place where we can set up a, a support by fire, right? And then we can fucking bound out of here. And then, like I said, we would set up different ways, okay? We're getting fucking shot at from, we're, we're getting caught up too many times this way. We set up satellite patrols to where you're having like two maybe three different elements out on a patrol at one time. And if one took contact, you would have two elements that weren't in contact that were already able to maneuver, you know what I mean? And try and get that L-shaped ambush on the enemy before they did it to you, you know? But shit was crazy because at you now you have, now you're taking two, three different routes and then your chances of running into IEDs increase because you're covering different routes that are unclear, you know? So it's, it was a roll of the dice, bro. Every time you stepped out the gate. And how, how, um, how accurate were they usually when they would be shooting at you guys? Some of them were fucking really accurate. Others, not so much. We had, um, one sniper that really fucking plagued us. We call this motherfucker Leroy Jenkins because he would come so... I don't know if you know the myth about Leroy Jenkins, but nah. if you guys type into... Um, everybody right now, type into YouTube, Leroy, L-E-R-O-Y, Jenkins, J-E-N-K-I-N-S. And what's going to pop up is a fucking video game, right? Guys are playing online, and they're saying this battle plan, right? I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in here. We're going to go in there. And then you got this guy that says, fuck it, I'm going to just go. Leroy Jenkins. And he just oh, runs in, right? Oh, yeah, okay, I know, I know what that so is. So that yeah. was their sniper. We called that. their sniper Leroy Jenkins because he would get so trigger-happy when he seen us that he would just shoot. And he, But he would he'd be getting fucking close with this dragon off. He would get fucking close, bro. And just didn't fucking get us. You know, like, he got, um, I don't know if it was specifically him, or if it was a sniper indeed, but um, Landscore or PFC Kyle Kutu, um, February 18th, he was killed. Shot right in the face. 
And um, yeah. And then um, Patrick Xavier. Uh, he was uh, shot in the back of the head, leaving a field. They were um, they caught contact from the rear. They, you know, were still trying to run forward, you know what I mean, to get to a, a tree line, and he caught around in in the back of the head. So there were times where you know they got us, but a lot of the times we were you know getting them, and um, yeah, like it was just it's just fucked up, bro. You know, like a lot of guys, they, you know, when they come in, especially, you know, when we got back, um, like our new guys, after we got back, they were like, oh man, like, you know, I, I can't wait to get some. Cause you know, you, you know, when you get, when you get to your fucking unit, man, you're like, oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to go to fucking war and all this other shit, man. That shit is not cool, bro. Yeah. That shit is not cool, man. Say. Losing, losing some of your fucking best friends, losing your brothers. Yeah. That shit ain't cool, man. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely, I think there's this very uh, common, uh, I guess, like, glorification of uh, mm -hmm. of going, of the idea of going to war, but I think uh, very often we forget the realities of what that can bring. Um, yeah, man. And I think the, the more technology is developed, it's, it's insane, the things that i've seen out of ukraine like just seeing all this shit about it, it's it, it's like uh seeing it but not seeing it you know you know what i mean yeah it, yep. but it, it's the so, use of drones yeah the use of drones and just very up close and, and 4k literally pictures yeah, of, of uh bdes of a bunch of whether it be russians or ukrainians or pow's yep. or seeing videos of, of war crimes and it's like it's insane and i almost kind of wonder what psychologically that's doing to people to just being being able to like sit here on the other side of the world and just watch all that it's it's insane yeah a lot of that shit ends up uh desensitizing people yeah. especially the guys you know that are like say the drone operators right mm -hmm. they're just fucking carrying a grenade in a fucking drone dropping it on them yeah you you just killed somebody there's no doubt about that yeah you know, but you're you're not up there. You know what I'm saying? You're not fucking standing over that dead body and yeah. smelling the smells, hearing the fucking sounds of right. you know, last breath. And like I said, man, it's Yeah, that's it's nothing it's nothing really to be glorified, right? You know, like yeah. those guys over there, you know, they they're fighting for their country and shit and a lot of that, you know, because imagine if that happened here in the States, you know, like at first you'd probably be like, Fuck yeah, like I'm defending my land. I'm defending my family. I'm defending my people. But after a while, man, that shit takes a toll, bro. And yeah. you start to get that oh, thousand yards sure. there. And like how you were saying, you know, as you were looking at pictures, you know, of, of guys, you know, back then and shit. And you would just see like our faces and you'd be like, damn, these guys look so much older. Like it ages you, bro. Yeah, it ages no, you. Sure. It doesn't just Especially... age your body. It ages your mentality, like the way oh your goodness, fucking yeah. face looks. Like it, it steals the joy from you. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it, it takes the joy from you. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely. I, I never, I never was in combat, but I, just hearing stories and seeing, you know, videos and stuff of it. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, a, a wild thing to uh, try to comprehend. Yeah. Um. 
yeah. fucking um yeah man like it, it was so crazy like the, the first couple of months and uh even like the the summer the spring and it was called fighting season right um you know it started to pick up but i started to keep a journal man um during my time there but Do you still it was it? so far yeah I, i'm actually looking at it right now i, I had to fucking um dig it up oh. um yeah, yeah. There's there's some things that I would like to read from here if you yeah, allow I was, me. I was about to ask you, yeah, and, if, um, if you would be okay with uh, reading. Yeah, some yeah. Some of it, um, I want to read, and it's 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 exactly. I wrote it exactly. You know how it was, um, how I was feeling. You know, in that in that moment. Is there is there a date to this too? Or yeah, yeah. I got everything dated, and um, you know. Like I just for like a page, page and a half. Some some go, you know, um, in deep, in depth. Excuse me. Um, so yeah, I want to read from. Okay, I want to read from. Okay, it's June twenty fifth, uh, twenty ten, and it's titled "Die, Motherfucker, Die." It's about five forty five p.m. And I'm about to go on post when our patrol base took contact from the east. Me, Stitely, and Auclair are the first ones to run and out and reinforce the orchard post. The uh, the orchard post, really quick, was um, it was at PV McKelney. It was our westernmost patrol base. Uh, west of that, we called the Wild West. Like if you were if your patrol was heading west, you can mm -hmm. guarantee that you're going to get shot at. Gotcha. So I had ran out to the East Post, which was the Archer Post. Um, when I get out the door, I saw Bullock uh, shooting from behind the sandbags. Like he was literally, he was like crunched down. Like he had his rifle, you know, over his head, just fucking cranking off rounds. Um, the fucking bullets were whizzing over the post and it was an orchard post, right? So just, it was a pomegranate orchard, bro. It was crazy. So just imagine, like, bullets are fucking cracking over this fucking orchard post. They're, like, stinging the trees. Leaves are falling. Branches are falling. Um, I went to Bullock's left and fired uh, where he was shooting. I had um, the M16A4 at this time. Um, I get in the bunker with him. Um, then more reinforcements start to come. One ANA brought a 240 out there, and I took it from him and started blasting away. Die, motherfucker, die. I actually screamed that without even realizing it. I paused for a second. Then they shot at me, hitting the sandbags right in front of me in between the bipods, throwing dust in my face. I opened up again, this time with no mercy. I wanted to kill them, and I was trying my best to do so. Scholler is on the roof with our 240, and both me and him are on target, talking guns. Cher is lobbing 203 rounds from the Mark 32, that lucky bastard. I wanted to shoot that thing, lol. <laughs> All Claire has Stitely's Mark 12, and he shot about four to five rounds. He said that a guy was laying down where I was shooting with rounds landing around him and over him. All Claire shot about two rounds at him, and he swears to everything that he hit him center mass. The shooting stops. And after 10 minutes or so, Staff Sergeant Garcia and Staff Sergeant Campbell, um, myself, Auclair, Stitely, um, Sickler, and Peachley, uh, Peachy, excuse me, head out to do a BDA. 
we get up there and I'm expecting to see a dead body or a lot of blood, but nope, nothing. Just fresh sandal prints and a lot of water on the ground. They were shooting at us from the cover of a canal and they got out and ran. We searched the compound around there and I saw some of my impacts on the wall. A nice group, about 18 to two, inch, uh, two feet in spread. Uh, we keep searching and the locals were telling us bullshit. They didn't see anything. They didn't know. Yada, yada, yada. But one elder came up to us and said, two Talib, two Talib, and pointed towards the northeast. Thanks, old timer. After a click or so movement and more searching, we RTB empty handed. Come to find out the school and the patrol that was out west got shot at as well. Those motherfuckers are getting way too smart. The guys shooting at the patrol base and the school were keeping us there so we couldn't help the guys out on patrol. It's scary when I sit here and think about how they ambush us. They do it almost in flawless ways. They just can't shoot very well. They just get lucky. Now everyone at the patrol base is talking about what just happened and how it fucking sweet that shit was. Hopefully we get to enjoy killing them some more while we are here. And then I signed it. Matthew C. Rodriguez, Lance Corporal. So there's uh, times where it goes, you know, from, you know, it's good like that to other times where, you know, guys fucking, you know, took a hit. And I have some of those too, man. I want to read from uh, another one about one of um, one of the best guys that I ever met in my life, man. Uh, Lance Corporal Timothy Saranowski. This guy had a fucking heart of gold. Like, you couldn't say a bad thing about him if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like, he was just one of those dudes. Like, he was, he'd give you the fucking shirt off of his back. Um, His family, they sent him a shit ton of care packages, bro. Like, every time we got mail and every time the dispersant came, like, he always had, like, two or three care packages. And, um, like... My family, man, barely ever sent me shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. barely. You know what I mean? Um, so his family had found out after, oh, excuse me, after he wrote back to them, oof, excuse me, after he wrote back to them that, you know, some guys, they're not getting, you know, care packages. They're not fucking getting anything really from back home. His family stepped up and sent us, like, community care packages. There fucking would be... Packages full of socks, various sizes, baby wipes, like fucking fat snacks. Like, you know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. crazy shit. So, um, uh, this one may be a little hard, but it needs to be fucking, it needs to be said. Do, 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 do. I'm getting there. All right. Uh, this is a couple days prior, about a week prior, uh, June 21st, 2010. Lieutenant Jeff Cope, he's now, I want to say, um, Captain Jeff Cope? No, maybe maybe he's higher, but I hear that he's still in 3-6. I hear that he's uh, the uh, the battalion, the, the battalion XO, Jeff Cope. Um, like today, so he was, or... say again? Oh, like t- today, like uh, yeah, nowadays? yeah. To this, oh, to this day, I, I yeah. Got out two years I, ago, so yeah, I yeah. 
Yeah, I believe um I believe he might be major Jeff Cope by now. Okay. Yeah, but um whoever's in three six, man, I I know for for sure, man. I just spoke to a guy from three six the other day. He um he asked me if I knew a Jeff Cope, and I was like, Yeah, that was my fucking platoon commander while I was uh deployed to margin. He was like, No shit, that's my battalion XL. Damn. So yeah, crazy. shout out Jeff Cope, man. Yeah. So uh Lieutenant Jeff Cope said uh these three words to us after a long firefight skis gone guys they got into it this morning this is going to be the hardest entry to write because timothy saranowski was close to us all it's roughly 8 30 a.m and i'm on post gunfire comes from the southwest about a click out red and blue are taking contact and returning fire our three squad our three squads uh first squad was red second was white third was blue so it was um our platoon's call sign was really five five like we just went by numbers you know like i know guys got all these fucking cool names and shit now i wish i would have had one of those but um it was uh five five red five five white five five blue um guns we were just five five guns um and bonk right bonk had his own fucking call sign five five bonk <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um he was the the senior to uh tim tim ski uh, okay. this this really this really hit him and cox the hardest i remember when uh lieutenant jeff Cohn had told us this he called us all into a school circle um you know and he got in front of us and he told us and i immediately looked over at bonk and and cox and and they were just fucking like pale as ghosts i'm, I'm pretty sure one of them threw up like it was it was fucked up. Um <clears throat> red and blue were taking contact and returning fire. A long bur burst opens up on assault, which is made up of Cox, Bonk, Cox's C O X, Bonk, B O N K, and Ski. Around impact ski in the lower abdomen, right below the sappy plate. Cox and Bonk tried for the longest to get to him, but that machine gunner kept them pinned down. Finally, Bonk gets to him, and he has a really low pulse and isn't breathing. Bonk is screaming over the net for Doc, and he gets there after maneuvering left and right under fire. The birds took forever to get there. At least an hour, it felt like. The first word we got was Ski was hit in the lower abdomen. Low pulse, not breathing. And I was on post this entire time, man. Uh, it was just, that was just the rotation, right? Mm -hmm. So... I was stuck on post and I was hearing the gunfire in the distance, um, listening over black gear, you know what I mean? Like traffic coming in and out. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I was helpless. Um, so, um, the first word we got was ski was hit lower abdomen, low pulse, not breathing. When he was on the bird or got to bastion, he passed and Lieutenant got the word via sat phone from Maine. I can't believe Ski's gone. It's like I'm waiting to hear his voice make us laugh or something. <clears throat> I can't stop seeing his smile. It was one of those people that when he smiled, you did too. Everyone sent him care packages and letters. He's going to be greatly missed. And I was like, I don't get any, le any letters, really. No care packages. Um, my girl at the time, um, she didn't really, didn't even really sound happy. Uh, when I called and I was like, why couldn't it be someone like me? Ski was the nicest guy in the world. Why? 
All I know is that he is in a better place now, prepared for him by the Lord, where you don't have to watch a step for fear of losing your leg or watching the tree lines trying to spot an ambush. The world just became darker now without him. My soul did as well, and my heart is filled with pain and the lust for vengeance. I keep praying, even though it seems that he's not listening, but I know he is, and we need him now more than ever before. Rest in peace, Timothy Saranowski. You will never be forgotten. That was one of the hardest days that I had over there. And it was one of the hardest for all of us. Like, even the ANA, the Afghan National Army, like, even they knew Ski. Like, he, um, while we were over there, or just, just before we left, the fucking, the first hangover came out. Right. So mm-hmm. you remember um, the fucking the Asian dude? He's a doctor. I forget his name. Chow. But um, yeah, yeah. Chow, chow. Right. So um, when he bust out of the fucking trunk. Right. And he was like, whoa, you guys want to fuck on me? <laughs> <laughs> Ski. He fucking taught that to one of the ANA. Oh and because uh, he looked just like Chow, just like fucking a tan version of him, right? Uh-huh. So every time he saw Ski, he would say that shit. He'd be like, Whoa, you want to fuck on me? <laughs> like, <laughs> that shit was hysterical, bro. It was just, I'm telling you, Ski would just, he would light up anywhere he went, man. Like, if you were having a fucking bad day and Ski walked to the smoke pit, it was just shit changed. You know what I mean? Your mood fucking changed. Like, yeah, just I, all I know exactly good dude. those kind of people, man. I and it's like buddies like that. Those uh, just their presence would uh cheer me up. Yup, yep. So shit like that, man. It it fucking changes you forever. You know what I mean? And and many a nights I fucking spent drinking and and then fucking smoking and just like you know reminiscing on ski, thinking like why the fuck wasn't it somebody like me? You know what I mean? We all had fucking close calls. Damn near everybody that fucking went especially in my platoon, you know? Damn near everybody got close calls. I had fucking RPGs fly over my head. I had fucking snipers damn near ping me in my fucking Kevlar. Um, I stepped over pressure plates that that took other guys' legs, literally. Um, he's still alive today. Palmer, that's his name. Shout out Palmer in Pensacola, Florida. I love you, my brother. I hope you're doing well. But yeah, man, this this fucking war is no fucking fun place to be, man. And if you're one of those guys that, oh man, I fucking I can't wait to go there. I can't wait to go there. Just be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I tell people that. Careful too. what you wish for. I get uh, I get because... people that that'll send me that sometimes. Like, oh, you think we'll go to war? I'm super excited, and I, I always tell us to be careful what you wish for, man. Yeah, that like, shit is no fun, especially yeah. nowadays. You know what I mean? With that shit kicking off, or being kicked off in, in Ukraine and Russia. Yeah, I know. You know that's God, God forbid. Uh, yeah, yeah, that shit is a really hot that, fucking war. You that, know what I mean? Uh, you guys can see it. This shit is all on fucking video in 4K. Yeah, if, you, if you get in Telegram and you look through that stuff, it, it, Dude. it becomes uh, a stomach full real quick. It's uh, yep. it, it's insane, the uh, the true scale of uh, the loss of life. Um, yeah. And it, it gets down to like... Uh, you know how like uh one or two is a tragedy, but when it gets to like hundreds and thousands, it's just a number. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's quickly turning into. Because I think it's about a hundred Ukrainians are dying every day on the front line. 
I know uh, right now, uh, Bakhmut isn't uh, or Bakhmut, however you pr- pronounce it. It's uh, yeah, it's getting pretty They're much getting, surrounded. Getting surrounded, and that that yep. that city uh, has been the most contested. It's been like basically the bloodiest battle of the entire war, and it's been going for months and months and months. It, it yeah. devolved into just literally World War One, and. Uh, the Russians were throwing prisoners and like all kinds of people. It's insane seeing the yeah. videos though from the trenches of just how the, like the carnage and just how seeing like, uh, there was one video of, uh, this Ukrainian in a trench and this Russian was kind of walking by out in the open, uh, a couple meters away from his uh, position. And like the, the camera got, he was recording from a GoPro obviously, but it was insane to me that you could see like the details on this kid's face and shit and you're just watching him die in front of it. And then just seeing like just on both sides, just the loss of life. It's is insane. Just all the politics yeah. aside. It, it, it's crazy to me how young we all are. Yep. And that's the thing too. These, all these fucking wars, man, they start over fucking politics, bro. Yeah. And then, you know, you're, you're the guy on the ground, you get there. And all that shit goes out the fucking window. It's literally yeah. about you and your brothers just trying to get home fucking safe, bro. Like in your downtime, you know, you, you try and smoke and joke as much as you can. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like reminisce, reminisce about home and how you can't wait to get home and, and, get, and get some buns, get some cheeks or whatever the fuck y'all want to call it now. You know what I'm saying? Like just drink some fucking brews. Like, you, you know, you, you're reminiscing about home and that's that's what you fight for. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like you, you're fighting for your fucking future because that's what that's what it literally is. Yeah, you know, sure. so whether it be, you know, Russia and Ukraine or, or God forbid it be fucking, you know, China and Taiwan. Like that, that'll that be another more, fucking nasty. Yeah. That'll be a nasty fucking. That'll be nasty, bro. Like, yeah, I think that's more. That'll be nasty. Than, uh, than Russia going to war with us i think i think china at this point really is starting to become inevitable i hope not man but it it just looks to be that way yeah you know and if if you're a fucking squad leader or a team leader especially in the infantry man you need to be fucking training your guys i know as as a fucking junior marine sometimes you just want to sit in your room play fucking call of duty you know what i mean just chill out because you had a fucking all day at the armory or some dumb shit but Yo, that that little bit of training, you know what I mean, that you get can fucking really can really make a difference, man. So mm-hmm. train your guys, fucking work out, stop being lazy fucking fat asses, get off your ass, work your fucking self because you can have all the training in the world, but if you can't fucking run under fire, you're gonna fucking die. Like right. let's, let's just be let's just be realistic. You're gonna fucking wheeze out and you, and you're gonna fucking either be dead weight for somebody else to fucking you know, pick up your slack or you're going to get hit. Like just take care of your bodies, gents. Yeah, no, for sure. We, the biggest thing we never did was, uh, well, we did do a lot of it, but, uh, we didn't do enough of it was stretching. We did not stretch enough. Like we did stretch a good amount. I don't want to make it sound like we didn't do it, but, uh, we definitely could have stretched a lot more during the in-betweens that might've saved some of my cartilage. (laughs) <laughs> I fucking hear you. My I don't hear you, man. Knees. My uh, knees, my back, yeah. bro. Yeah, my fuck, yeah. man. <laughs> fuck, man. Um, yeah, dude. Um, we kind of rabbit hole though. Uh, I want to go back to yeah. to your uh 
to the journal. I, so where did you write all these these entries in? Um, I wrote them in a fucking write in a rain book. I got a little write in a rain book with a little fucking little zip up pouch. One day I fucking said I'd make this into a book. I just haven't really, you know, got to that point yet, but right. something, maybe like a little short story or something because yeah, like some of these things, man, are, are fucking, uh, you know, really, uh, breathtaking i guess you can yeah, say no, it, it definitely, in a sense it, it takes it took me back listening to uh listening to your stories or just listening to what you had written down it definitely uh it's a it's a lot it's very uh very heavy stuff yeah there was um times too like we there are fucking corpsmen just getting kept getting hit man like just they kept targeting our corpsmen they would send these little kids up to patrols and they would just fucking be like, oh, Marine, like, and they would just be like holding their stomach, you know what I mean? Or uh, like trying like, to pretend, like yeah, sick. just like, yeah, man, just to pick out Doc. Mm. And, uh, you know, Doc would come up because, you know, we got, as, you know what I mean? A lot of us are, are sons, brothers, uh, fathers, you know what right. I mean? So when when a young kid comes up to you, you know what I mean? In, in some pain, man, there's, there's a part of a compassion yeah. that comes you know what I mean? So that you want to fucking help. And man, that shit fucking bit us in the ass, bro. Um, actually, Independence Day, man, J- July 4th, uh, 2010. I have a, an entry here titled The New Doc. Um, we're getting a new doc today. That's good. We really need another one. Uh, with only two corpsmen, they've really been suffering on patrols. Uh, Blue pushes out from patrol base to go link up and uh, pick him up from first platoon. I'm sitting around the radio playing spades with Cessnat, Sergeant Taylor and Outwater. And then I hear a big ass explosion. The radio lights up, Staff Sergeant Garcia screams, and he's got this thick, I still talk to him to this day. He actually just retired uh, not so long ago as a first sergeant. Um, shout out, you know, former first sergeant, uh, Ben Garcia. Love you, big bro. Um, but at the time, he was a staff sergeant, and he was fucking hard on us, man, and, and for good reason. Yeah, that's you can't, bro. I have fucking died. Can you hear me, bro? Yeah, yeah, I can still hear you. All right, cool, man. Piece of shit headphones finally died on me. All right, but um, yeah, staff sergeant Garcia, man, he screams out in this fucking, this thick, thick Mexican accent. He's like, Maine, this is 5-5 five, five, Bravo. Stand by for 9-9. Nine, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, we're like fucking Roger standing by. The new doc got fucking hit, man. Oh, a DFC. Yeah, his name is um Doc Henderson. Um, I I believe he's wheelchair bound. I hope he's not still to this day, but he got fucked up pretty bad, man. Yeah. Um. So he was he was actually um a combat replacement from H and S Company Three Six. Because, oh, okay. like I said, they they just kept you know fucking hitting our corpsmen, man. That we had a pull from H and S Company, and um, so yeah, he he got you know to the patrol. They picked him up at the um at the link up, and they started moving back to the patrol base. And that's you know that's when they hit him. Uh, DFC, um, he got shrapnel to the face, neck, arms, chest, upper and lower legs. Um, he lost so much fucking blood. Um, I didn't think that he would make it, but uh, he's holding it together. Staff Sergeant Garcia, Staff Sergeant Campbell, and Rahula 
who was our, uh, our he was our interpreter. Um, and you know, still to this fucking day, I, I hope that he got out. Um, they were the closest ones uh, to the blast. <clears throat> this is Rahula's second concussion, so he won't be going out on many patrols anymore. Um, I don't know how things are going to work now. Another man down. You know, so we were having a fucking whoever was CLS qualified was fucking going out as doc on some patrols, you know, and that shit was real fucking shitty. I ended up having to carry my fucking 240, uh, at least two to 300 rounds on me. My ammo bearer had like a thousand, 1200 rounds, something like that. And, um, you know, we just had it. All of us, man, were, were carrying like fucking like gauze, extra tourniquets, you know what I mean? Just extra shit because, you know, we were fucking, we were losing our corpsman. So, yeah, dude. That was nerve-wracking. Shit was, yeah, because that was the thing, man. You're, you're fucking pushing out and you don't have a real, uh, you know, designated doc. Our other combat replacement, um, his name was uh, Doc Wizinski with a W, Wizinski. Mm-hmm. He, um, he was fucking blue side, bro. Like oh, really? he wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even like, he wasn't even green for long, man. And they fucking pulled him and, and, and made him a combat replacement for us. And he came in like, like more, I want to say five, six months into deployment. And our, we were there for eight months. We left in uh, August. We were there from fucking mm. January. And we, we came back stateside August 18th. Lima company did. Huh. Um, yeah, like our fucking protect your corpsman, protect your corpsman, gents. Yeah, that is uh, that's definitely crazy to be going out on patrols and not have a dog. Yeah, that's it's fucked up, dude. Yeah, how much weight were you guys all uh carrying on average? Oh man, a fucking lot. Yeah, <laughs> a lot, bro. I imagine like I just said. My yeah, my just, ammo barrel himself. Ammo he had a Go ahead, bro. What you say? No, I was saying just your ammo alone. Yeah, bro. And then you know what I mean. Like this is, I mean, at this time, like we were in you know patrol bases, so you were just carrying you know what you would really need for the day. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you would pack some chow. Chow really wasn't like that big of a priority because you know your your intent was to come back to that same patrol base after you know your patrol was over. Right. So we uh, we weren't really like patrolling with our fucking with our LBs at that time or our fucking. um, Oh, what the fuck? Our rucksacks, you know, like we just had the uh, the day pack or the assault mm, pack, whatever. Gotcha. And we would just fill that bitch up. With, bag. Yep. Yep. We would fill that bitch up with fucking ammo, water. Um, like I said, some fucking snacks here in between, something sweet. You know what I mean? Mm, um, yeah. I carried fucking. I carried like two packs, maybe three packs of cigarettes. Like, oh, dude, I always had extra you know packs I mean? of cigarettes. One for Bro. the bombs, one for myself. Yeah. Extra for myself, maybe. It'll probably also slash. Also, is the the pack for the bombs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But bro. Like just it's, it's it ends up being a lot, man. And at first, it's not that bad, right? Because you know you just step off. But man, second, third click, like fuck, dude. Oh yeah, it's just so it's hot as fuck. Over 100 degrees easily, probably like 110, 115 somewhere in there. 
sweating your balls off, bro. Like you're jumping over fucking canals in fucking damn near waist deep water. I don't know how many times I've been in waist deep water, bro. Like oh, with the fuck, like looking like like Vietnam fucking pictures, man. Like you got the gun over your head. Oh, you know geez, what I mean? Like yeah. you're just like. And like they they offered me like the the two forty sling, and I was like, this thing fucking sucks. Like, <laughs> my mind you, I was I left country. I mean, I left the states, and I was like 150, 140 ish, right? Uh huh. By the by the time this is, I'm like 120, 120 oh, something. Bro. Like I lost really? a shit ton of weight. I was fucking shredded. Like little old me, little guy, big gun, and like I never. I carried, I cradled the 240, you know, because I didn't want to profile myself um, by carrying it on my shoulder or carrying it like, like crucifix style. You know what I'm saying? Because that would like, okay, that motherfucker's carrying a machine gun, shoot at him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I carried it like it was a fucking, like an M16, like a fucking, you know, and when I couldn't carry it like that anymore, like I just cradled it in my arms. Like I would just put my arms under it. I would put the belt over the, uh, the carrying handle. You know what I mean? And I would mm-hmm. just fucking cradle that shit and I would just like walk with it. And I had like, um, I carried uh, mags still and I had like um, uh, a sidearm, the M9 Beretta. Uh-huh. I got something different now, but at the time we had uh, M9 Berettas and I would put the uh, the holster on my flak and um, like up high, like towards like my chest area. Mm-hmm. And um, I, would, I would just try and rest, you know, the 240 up there and and just like hold it there you know what i mean for as long as i could and i would just constantly you know move it or whatever and another reason why i didn't like the sling um is if if you know i got the sling on right we catch fucking contact i gotta get the fuck down real quick you know and it's so much harder you know what I mean to get that sling over your head it, it'd get fucking caught on you know your uh your mvg mount or it would get caught on something, you know what I'm saying? Something, it would get caught on something, bro. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just throwing the gun down, it'd be, it'd be a pain in the fucking dick. So I just said, fuck it. I'm not carrying this shit no more. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I can only yeah. imagine how bad your back felt after all that. Oh, dude, like my back is fucked, bro. Yeah, my back is fucked. Yeah. Fucked. Yeah, I gotta constantly, if, bro. If I don't stretch in the morning, I'm I'm fucked up, man. Like oh, I'll get home from work at the end of the day, and I'll be like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it. That's. <laughs> yeah, I, I I fucking laugh about it because I don't want to cry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Dude. So. And then okay, so then so all those journal entries, those were I guess was that all the middle or towards the end of deployment or where yeah it was um it was more so towards the end because you know as i said um during the beginning of our deployment we were moving around a lot um you know we would take a compound and we'd probably stay there like a day and the next day maybe two days later we'd pick up again and move you know so we would have to like um you know, dig some fighting holes or, um, like just dig a fucking piss and shit trench or fucking just, and the, that's the thing we would everywhere we had to go. Right. That's what we would do. We would designate doc would designate a fucking area where we could piss and shit. And, um, the fucking trench that we dug, like we took that dirt and we used that dirt to fucking fill up sandbags for the posts. So, you know, we'd fucking, and we're literally like straddling a fucking trench, man, taking a shit. Like you stick your fucking E-tool on the ground. That's your fucking seat. 
you know, if you can picture an e-tool, right? You you um, make the e-tool as straight as you can, kick it into the fucking ground, um, and then you're using like your hamstring really to like sit on the handle, and that's how you're taking shit, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's either that or you're straddling the fucking trench. But in order to straddle the fucking trench, you damn near had to come out of your fucking trousers. And who the fuck wants to do that yeah. when you get shot? Yeah. You know how many times I had to fucking pinch it off, bro? Like, oh, like fuck, dude. Yeah. I got shit. It's the worst feeling, bro. It's the worst feeling. The worst yeah. feeling. When uh, you got a fucking... You're, you're mid-turd, and you got to fucking pick up your fucking trousers, bro. Pinch that shit the fuck off and, and get in the fight. That shit fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. No, that would have me pissed. <laughs> bro, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That is fucking... So... As you as you guys were going through more, did you think there was progress being made, or was that something you guys started to see at a different point, or at any point at all? Yeah, I mean, at sometimes it was hard to fucking see, you know, because especially especially in the beginning, right? You know, you're fucking you're moving around from from fucking place to place. We really didn't build up that much in the beginning. Um, you know, other than other than Cop Kutu, that was like the first place where we really went firm. Right. Um, you know, there would be some instances where, you know, like we feel like we're getting ahead. And then other times, like you're just fucking you're feeling like, what the fuck is all this for? You know what I mean? Like we're we're literally going in fucking circles, you know, patrolling these areas. Um, you know, like what the fuck for, man? And then, you know, we got to the point. Um my second deployment there was when I when we when I went back and I was like, damn, like, you know, we really did make a difference here, man. Like we built some schools, um, you know, kids would like fucking come up to us and basically be fucking thanking us, man. Like little girls, bro, would be in fucking school learning. And over there, that's, that's unheard of, man. Yeah. Like they're not even doing that shit now. Like yeah, the no, fucking they took the Taliban, they took, they yeah. took over the country, man. And, and all women and, and children can't go to schools again. So I mean, now looking back on it, I'm like, especially, especially in, in 21, man, when, when Afghanistan fell again to the fucking Taliban, I was like, what? The, I was so mad, bro. I was so mad at fucking everything. I was like, what the fuck was all that for? Why did my fucking brothers die? Like, why, why do I got these fucking back problems? Uh, this fucking country really doesn't give a fuck about us. The VA don't really care about us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was really fucking angry, bro. And then I, I was talking with one of my friends um, that was over there with me. And uh, he was telling me that, you know, even though all that shit that is, is true, what you're saying, we changed the generation. We were over there for fucking 20 years from 2001 to 2021. That's yeah. a generation, man, of kids that that got to get an education. Right. And maybe it, maybe it wasn't the best education in the world, but they were able to go to school their daughters were able to go to school. They lived in somewhat peace, right, yeah. for that amount of time. And, you know, maybe it changed their mindsets, right? You know what I'm saying? They, mm-hmm. It showed them uh, a, maybe, yeah, maybe they won't ever have a fucking Western democracy. And we, I mean, personally, I never wanted that for them. You know what I mean? Like, I just yeah. wanted the motherfuckers that, that were fucking shooting at us, that were killing us. And then it turned into, you know what I mean? Like, yo, we're, we're really helping these people. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, we, we changed the generation there. So if, if for nothing else, you know, I, I take that and I use that as my, my, my solace piece. Yeah. 
No, I honestly, I wonder too, because some of those kids are still growing up, you know. So I, I honestly wonder if down the line, as uh, time goes on, um, if if they kind of they get to you know the fighting age and are kind of like fuck this and just start shooting back and I don't know, maybe changing things. Yeah, twenty years. You got to think how many. Uh, I don't even know the statistics of how many kids are born every year and afghanistan but there's a good amount of them that fucking was growing up during it that are around our age now or my age now because i was born in 98 and then um yeah now i'm I'm 24 almost 25 yeah so yeah and uh, i uh, it'll be interesting to see how how much uh the 20 years have uh impacted afghanistan's future so, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't, I don't think it ends like this. I don't know. I feel like there's. Yeah, you know, I, I fucking hope so, man. I fucking hope so that yeah. it doesn't end like this. You know, because here and you know, a lot of this has. I mean, when right when it first when everything was going on in Kabul, right? I fucking, I was like, damn, this is must. This must be how the Vietnam vets feel. That's what. Yeah. I remember yeah, I did like, not take my eyes off the TV that are like looking at Instagram, checking on updates and stuff. Yeah. It was insane, dude. I remember insane. I was pissed off. I was, it was just like, this was what I grew up watching. And the reason I joined was because yep. I wanted to be a part of that. And all the, all the people that like, cause when I was growing up, like seeing you guys, I, I literally, I looked up to you guys. I was like, dude, these are the, kind of like this is what i want to do these are kind of people i want to be around and you know and then just seeing it and then just thinking of how you guys must be feeling and how uh just i had my my buddy was over there too and i remember just being so worried and just angry too just really really pissed off especially when the when the bombing happened yeah yeah man you know as you say that like you know, for, for me to hear that, like, I never thought, like, you know, going through that, that, that we would be a part of history. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah there's, there's that, you know, that piece in your mind, like, you know, like you live through every Marine, right. That has come before you and you're, you're, you're filling those boots now. And you know what I mean? They tell you that the, the, um, the spirit of core, right. Mm-hmm. You know, but I never thought, bro, like, Personally, I, I never thought that, you know, Marja would have been it as, as big as it was. You know what I mean? Like, I just, and it, and it humbles me, you know what I mean, to hear that. That um that the younger generation, like, really looks up to us, you know what I mean? And um just, like, admired us, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I never thought that would be. So, I, I appreciate that, man. No, yeah, for sure, man. I've... I... Yeah, dude, it, it's it's crazy. Uh, the starting to post about about it because I've always loved history. I always love talking about it, and I don't know. The last couple months, I got like super interested into uh, three sixes history in, in recent years because they they always talk about like Bella Wood, and that's uh you know that's great and important part of our history and stuff. But I always wonder about like everything else in between. So I kind of have been like deep diving into it lately, and just being able to hear stories firsthand, man, is it, it's it it's insane it, it really yeah. is uh, incredibly humbling to be able to uh to do to listen to you thank you man especially like listening to uh things you wrote down like all those years ago 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, I had, uh, during COVID, right. I had moved, um, from New York down to, uh, Houston, Texas. Right. So a lot of my shit that I had packed up and, and put away, you know what I mean? Like I really didn't look through that, you know, and until it was time to, you know, really pack up and move, man. So mm-hmm. I remember moving down here, moving into this house and I was like unboxing everything and just like looking through my fucking war chest really. And I'm like, damn, like, like I literally fucking had still like Afghan dust inside my, my assault pack. Like I'll send you some pictures and shit later, but I still have my my assault pack that I fucking had when I was down there. One of uh one of our guys, uh, Connor, mm-hmm. his dad had sent over like a whole bunch of packs for like the entire squad, like thirteen of these packs, man. And um, it's is a really fucking great pack, and uh, it lasted me, you know, like months. And like I said, I still have it to this day, but you know, um. Long story short, it's like it's salty as fuck. Like you know <laughs> like how you're in the in the um, in the field, right? In, in your camis, they get salty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You get that, that white ring of salt on them, and mm-hmm. yeah, that shit is like on the pack, like still to this day. And I haven't I haven't washed it. I haven't fucking done nothing. Like Damn. it sits in my garage, really? you know, and I yeah, and I don't ever don't ever want to wash it or or do anything with it. Really, you know what I mean? I'm trying to keep that as like that's what it was and that's what it's just gonna be yeah no that, that's pretty cool I, I i've always been uh not really sentimental but like seeing like uh i guess, I guess things that were a big part of my life it's kind of hard to mess with them you know what i mean yeah yeah i do but yeah um so i guess more towards so I guess now we're kind of more towards like the end of the deployment, I guess. Uh, things are kind of, I guess just, um, I don't know, were they starting to wind down or was it still just a constant same pace? Yeah, it actually, it was like a constant same pace. Like um, two weeks before the rip, um, we lost uh, Daniel Gabriel Rainey. And um, he actually fucking saved my life. Not when he lost his but uh, when I went hypothermic, he was the one that had fucking carried me across the fucking desert. Um, when the birds couldn't land, he had a fucking uh, a dry sleeping bag. He actually fucking stripped down to his skivvies, jumped in the fucking bag with me to use his body heat to keep me warm. Um, and yeah, he had stepped on a fucking pressure plate, man. Um, yeah, it fucking damn near killed him instantly. Um, yeah, and that was, that was two weeks, uh, before the rip. And, um, yeah, like it was, it was all the way through. And then two nine Fox company got there, um, and, you know, relieved us. And, uh, um, you know, uh, Kyle Carpenter, right. Medal of honor recipient. Yeah. His unit, um, relieved mine. And, um, yeah, like I, I fucking shook that man's hand, like in Marja, as I was leaving and as he was coming. Jeez. I remember him. Yeah, I remember him coming up to my post, and uh, you know me showing him fucking the sectors of fire. You know what I mean for my post and just explaining shit. And it was a brief interaction with him. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have, um, like an extensive, you know, like, um, 
like conversation and shit with him, you know, other mm -hmm. than, you know, what's really going on or whatever places to watch out for, you yeah. know, and then, um, like a couple months after we fucking left, man, like his unit was, you know, patrolling some of the same fucking villages we went through some of the same streets we went through all the time. And he, uh, he, y'all know the fucking story. He, um, saved a bunch of his guys, man, by, by jumping on a fucking grenade. And, um, you know, that's it's fucking crazy. You know yeah. how that should. Yeah, that is crazy. Um, that's, yeah. that's eerie, uh, talking to somebody that was about to get the, uh, Medal of Honor. Dude, it, it's fucking surreal. Like I had, um, like I follow him on Instagram and stuff uh -huh. and, you know, like I had remembered, um, that I, that I commented, you know, on one of his posts, man. And I, and I said, you know, basically not along the gist of, you know, everything that I told you, but, mm -hmm. You know, just just for him to respond to me, you know what I mean. I was like, "Damn, man, that's that's fucking crazy." And you know, it's moments like that that really like open my eyes, you know, to you know the severity and and the magnitude of of what we did, you know, because you know, with everybody else, you know what I mean, like really forgetting you, you know what I mean, like like I said, the VA, you know, the the normal civilian population, it's easy for you to get like like lost in the sauce you know what i'm saying like right. it's easy for you to just be like ah oh, it you know it wasn't that big like it was big to me but maybe not to everybody else but then you speak to people like you or you know what i mean to to other people that really do care and you're like no it really really was that big you know what i'm saying like no yeah no one of and it, it took a long time me, for me too to to become this humble right because when i first came home i was like fuck i survived all that shit i could do whatever like nothing can fucking stop me. Like I was, I remember getting on my fucking motorcycle, bro, doing like a hundred fucking 40, 150 easy, like on my sport bike. Like I can't die type of shit. Oh, you know Jesus. what I mean? Like, crazy. Yeah. I was really destructive when I first came home, man. And it, it took me a lot to, to get to that humble position. You know what I mean? To be like, yo, you really need to chill the fuck out. Cause you could die out here. You yeah. Know what I, mean? like, I was going to ask you that. Uh, so when you guys were coming back, uh, well, I guess one, what did it feel like when you guys were, were finally leaving? Oh my God. It felt so fucking great. We, um, we got lifted out of there by, uh, CH 53s. <laughs> they took us out, uh, cop Kutu and they, they flew us over to, uh, camp bastion, I believe. And we spent a little bit of time in Dwyer. And, um, I remember we took the fucking, we got, uh, showers at, at Dwyer and I, man, I just remember standing in the fucking shower for like a good 10, 15 minutes and just looking down at my feet, man. It was just nothing but brown water, bro. Oh, and I was geez. just like, I was just so fucking thankful for, you know, semi-hot water. And mm -hmm. I, when my fucking squad, we took like some of the last of the hot water, you know, and like you really don't realize how much you fucking stink until you take a shower. Oh, yeah. And then and then come back in the tent where some guys haven't yet. And you're like, God damn. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, definitely. Motherfuckers are rank. That. Oh my God. We, we all, we all know that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and then how long was it until you guys actually got on the plane to uh, come back to the States? Uh, let's see. I mean, it was, it was a little while. I mean, I'd say maybe like, Maybe like a week, all in all, from us leaving, you know what I mean, the the AO to to getting back to doing weapons maintenance, 
to to fucking like shaking out all our gear, you know what I mean? Because you can't bring anything back as far as like live ammunition. So um, like yeah, we had a uh, clean guns, packed them up. You know what I mean? Like same thing, everything that you did, um, you know, prior to your deployment, like you had to do in reverse. You know what I'm right, saying? Like you right. fucking knew we had we had laundry over there. They had like little laundry services, so we we all tried to like clean as as much um of you know our gear as as we possibly could and um you know shit like that so it it took us it took us a little while i'd say a a week maybe a week and a half and um like i said we came back august 18th uh 2010 that's that's when that's when lima company came back i can't speak for everybody else but i remember when i remember when i came back yeah So I guess then, uh, what what did it feel like coming back uh, when you f- were finally back in like America? Dude, it was amazing. Um, we got to Maine, uh, Bangor, Maine, and as soon as we landed there, there was this there was this older lady there, man. She fucking like hugged everybody as we got oh, off. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was like, "Thank you guys" and all this other shit. I was like, I remember just like smelling the air. I'm like, mm, it's fucking freedom. You know, and then you get yeah. on the plane and you go to you go from Maine to fucking uh, Cherry Point, and we got off the plane at fucking Cherry Point, man, into the fucking August heat, and you know the heat at that that heat didn't feel like shit to me, like it, it's fucking you know human hot right in August in North Carolina, but you know when we got back, I was like this ain't shit, and I remember just dropping my pack, man, and I, and I crit and I kissed the fucking grass, bro. You know, yeah, I was just no, so I fucking, too. I was just so fucking thankful, you know, to be home. And, you know, every, at this point, everybody's got fucking jitters, right? Cause they're like, they're telling us, you know, as soon as we get back, family's going to be there. Don't act the fucking fool. Right. right? We got to fucking like, you know, square away our shit and all this other stuff. Right. So um, we get on the fucking buses and we take that drive back to Lejeune. And, um, you know, by the time we got there, the fucking sun had went down. Right. So, um, Nobody could fucking sleep. Like, even though it was a long flight or whatever, like, everybody was just fucking awake with anticipation. Guys were like, I'm getting fucking drunk as soon as they let (laughs) us go. (laughs) And, you know, that's what we fucking did, man. And I remember, like, I didn't have any family there waiting for me. Um, But the only person that I wanted to see when I got back um, was Daniel Palmer. Um, He was in my team. Um, He had got hit uh, by um, an IED. Um, March 20th and um, it took his leg, his right leg from uh, just below the knee down. And um, like, you know, while we were there, cause like I said, this happened in March, right. And we came home in August mm-hmm. and um, you know, we would get like word back from the States, like, okay, he's healing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, you know, yeah. updates on him and stuff. And we get back, man. And um no bullshit. This motherfucker standing on his own two, well, his own foot and a half, really. <laughs> he had a prosthetic, man. He was just fucking standing there, bro. He had like, um, like a whole bunch of beers for us. Like he had, um, you know, went through everybody's. He was in civvies. He was wearing, um, he was wearing a short sleeve shirt and fucking jean shorts. Jean shorts was a big thing back then, and um, like yeah, you know, you could just see his prosthetic, and he's just standing there with his fucking arms folded. And they, they fucking, man, I seen him and I fucking cried. Like, we talk about a grown man fucking crying, bro. I fucking cried. And like, you know, they, um, 
they had us march, you know, down there from um I don't you're familiar obviously with L Street. Yeah, so, I think um, I've seen the videos of you guys coming home. They're they're on YouTube. Yeah, we yeah, we got there right off of um uh, right off of River Road, right? They dropped mm -hmm. us off for the buses there. And um, you know, we went to the armory, you know what I mean, to, to drop off uh, the personal rifles and, you know, um like personal personal shit that you had, like, you know, your own fucking gear, whatever, MVGs, all that shit. Cause you were still responsible for that coming back. Right, yeah. And then, um, you know, the packs, they were staged or whatever. And then from there, once everything was turned in, we fucking left face forward, fucking march down to, uh, the, the church that's over there by, um, uh, what is that? Fucking as soon as you cross, cross the fucking main road over there, I think Holcomb Boulevard, I believe it is Probably. how it comes around that circle where the circle what is, is a roundabout. Yeah, like that that main road that intersects oh, with fucking House Street. Uh, Forget the name of that fucking road. There was um the intersects uh, it. Yeah, there oh, was sharpshooters. What the fuck was, was it? Was it sharpshooters? No, it's not sharpshooters. Sharpshooters was out in town. There was a little fucking, fucking bar. There was a little mm -hmm. fucking bar there to the left. You know what I mean? Oh, heroes. That's gone now. Yes, by the way, heroes. Yeah, it's heroes, gone now. Bro. Heroes. Yeah, the uh, the hurricane in 2018 ruined it. No fucking way. Yeah, the building was condemned, and then uh, I think they tore it down now. What? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you didn't hear, dude? <laughs> dude, what the fuck, man? Yeah, sorry, sorry to break your heart. I don't know if you got memories there. Dude, I got hella memories uh, there, man. We had oh, a no. fucking uh, <laughs> Marine Corps ball that ended there, bro. That ended oh, there. Oh, my God. Oh, we gotta I got so shit-faced in my blues there, bro. And this One was, of my boys. what year? Uh, I think that was eleven, maybe. Oh, two thousand. No, no, no. It was twelve. Twelve. Wait, when did I get out? Twelve. No, it was either it was. Hold on. It had, no, it, it was ten. It was ten that year. Yep, because we got back in August, and then we had fucking the Marine Corps ball in November, and after it ended, we fucking ended up in Heroes. Oh, and we shit. were, That's sick. yeah, we were, we were all in our fucking blues. Like I'm telling you shit face. And we walked back from heroes to the bricks and I'm like fucking, um, me and one of my other friends, man, we're, we're carrying, uh, one of my buddies and he had this fucking lit cigarette in his fucking hand, like over my shoulder and the motherfucker burnt a hole <laughs> in my shoulder. Oh, uh, to the <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> my blues jacket like i still got that fucking oh, jacket to I'd this be day so mad. <laughs> dude i was so fucked i didn't even notice until the next fucking day bro yeah that's, i didn't that's even notice new, that's a whole new coat right there Man, that's a whole new coat bro i was yeah. fucking pissed <laughs> dude do you uh if you have pictures uh definitely send me those because i definitely was i definitely want to check those out that'd be sick to see i i never got to experience heroes i came literally i came february of 2018 and then in august or september the hurricane came and i didn't even know what the fuck heroes was so i i never even got Damn. to experience it because it, it was that quick i i was still a, i was still a booty boot i didn't fucking know anything yeah <laughs> yeah on a on a normal on a normal fucking weekend or whatever like you know you never really want to go there you know what i mean because it's on base it's right down the fucking block from from your command. You know what I'm saying? So it's mm. kind of just asking for fucking trouble, right? But man, that night, I'll fuck, I was drunk as shit. And I'll never forget that night. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, um, man. 
what did you guys uh what'd you guys do then that uh for that ball um that i i don't quite remember that but afterwards i remember it which is weird like because i was sober during the beginning of it you know what i mean like i got a picture with my then first arm um first arm melendez he was real cool man that was i can't believe i i we, we all wished that we had him during our first fucking deployment instead of the second one you know what i mean because he was just cool as shit but uh yeah, we we had fucking, you know, dinner, like a, a guest speaker, you know what I mean? And then afterwards, like I said, we ended up at Heroes, and that's that's when the real fucking fun started. <laughs> that's sick. Um, and was this, uh, so, was this, you said you guys came back from, uh, from Margin in August? Yeah. So, August so this 18, was, this yeah. was right after, right after you guys yep. got back. Yep. Oh man, yeah. I can only imagine the kind of parties that that was. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Back then, did everybody uh, did everybody kind of hang out at the barracks on the weekends? Oh yeah. Really? Oh yeah. It would be like Lila, Lima Company versus Kilo. Like oh, you're having dude, big ass fucking now, fights wow. in the quads. Like Damn. that shit happened all the time. Yeah, we. Uh, my seniors, they. They were pretty rowdy. And then our peer group, just around the battalion as a whole, it just kind of died down. There was just random nights where everything would just blow up and get out of control, which was hilarious because it always ended in a battalion <laughs> formation. Yeah. And, um, Sounds about right. But yeah, it died off yeah. heavy, man. It was very, uh, it was it was rare when you saw a lot of people outside, which it always kind of, I thought was dumb because I always thought that there was uh there's always so much fun to drink on the weekends with everybody oh, just yeah. yelling in between the uh, barracks. That shit oh, yeah. was always so funny. That shit was it. so fucking rowdy, bro. I hated it, so but I loved it because, um, like, uh, when the power would go out, I'd hate it, but oh, I loved it because when the power would go out, dude, I'd just open my door and just you would hear the yep. entire like everywhere, just everybody from yep. their doors yelling and shit. It was hilarious. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> god, having fucking duty on the weekend, bro. That fucking sucked, man. Oh my god. That fucking yeah. sucked, dude. Like, I don't know if they still do it now, probably. But um, when I first came in, we had to stand duty in camis. Oh, which shit. was dope. We had yeah, you had the little fucking you had your little fucking duty belt, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, and, we did um, too. No, that's fucked up, man, because it changed for us. We had to start doing that shit in, in Chucks and Bravos. They tried doing that in Okinawa, but they stopped doing it. And I was, was like, man, you know what I mean? I was like, this shit is fucking retarded. I was like, I'm not here in fucking Chucks and Bravos. I was like, I'm not breaking up no fights. I'm not <laughs> yeah. fucking, I'm not doing none of, it's none of that. Tear. I'm not doing none of that. I'm going to stand there and I'm going to watch. I'm going to be like, are you guys fucking done? <laughs> Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, let them burn themselves out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We had fucking guys, like, some guys doing, like, fucking bath salts in their fucking room. Jesus. Like, <laughs> running through the fucking parking lot naked. Like, MPs were always, always at our fucking barracks. Like, yup, 3-6 on the fucking blotter again. Oh, here goes 3-6 Mafia. Did you guys get, like, uh... I mean, would you guys get, like, I assume you guys would get blasted and shit, but... Oh, yeah. All the fucking time. Oh, All dude, the time. That's funny. Um, All the fucking time. And we paid for it Monday morning, too. Monday morning PT was shit. <laughs> it was fucking shit. 
So like you're doing I, so fucking you log doing? lifts in, in the fucking river. Oh, Jesus, dude. I hated doing that shit with logs and tires. I did not like that shit. I can just feel it messing up my shoulder, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's... No, like, fuck there's, that. Yeah. Um, so, when you got back, how did... Uh, so Okay, so, like, I guess uh, we, we talked about when you first got back, but I guess the, the days and weeks after that, how did it kind of feel uh, coming back from all of that and then just being back on Lejeune? Man, PTSD was a motherfucker. You know that um, you know that pistol range that's close by? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that shit would road. fuck with me all the really? time. That shit would fuck with me all the time. And then I don't have to like mentally tell myself like, it's the fucking pistol range, bro. It's the pistol range. Like, relax, bro. It's the pistol range. Damn. Yeah, yeah it was um yeah, it was just shit like that, man. Fucking like cars backfiring, you know what I mean? Like mm. that fucking you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. fuck. Like you'd flinch, but by the time you flinched, you'd be like, God damn it, like fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And then Okay. So then where did uh so so you had two years left by then, right? Because you said you got out in twenty twelve? Yeah. So what were the those next two years like? Did you deploy again with three six the following year? Yep, yep. I did. Uh, I did two deployments to Marja. Yeah. Like so I was second... gonna say because I've seen yep. the the videos on uh YouTube. There's uh there's some videos from the BC and he's just walking through uh some street in Marja talking about the the difference from uh the year prior to you guys being there then. Yeah, there was by the time we got back, fucking two nine had um you know along with like their engineers and shit had fucking like paved like paved roads, bro. We were like we're driving on fucking concrete like blacktop now. This shit is insane. They had like these um these solar street lights or whatever that would go to like you know main bases and stuff and. Um, but my second, second deployment there, we took this, um, um, well, we, we really didn't take, we took it over, you know, after two nine was there, but they had taken this, um, this massive fucking, it was like the only concrete structure that you can see like for fucking however long, right. From fucking miles. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like three stories tall four stories and it had a huge compound that we just you know took over we called it the mansion and um you know we just posted up there we would run patrols out of there um mounted patrols you know dismounted patrols and um you know that's that's pretty much where we were and then we had um you know other that wasn't our that wasn't our cop but that was like our patrol base you can say and we had a lot of um uh a and a with us we had a lot of um we actually had some like I think it was like Army or Air Force uh, guys with us. They were like using these fucking um, this fucking radio equipment, man. They were trying to train us on it. I forget the fucking name of it. I was like, man, after this fucking deployment, I was like, I have fucking six months left. I'm getting the fuck out. I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, I, my fucking recruiter told me I was gonna fucking travel the world, and here I am at fucking Marja again. Like, I'm getting the fuck out. That's that's funny you <laughs> say that because. Uh... So for me, um, from 17 to 21, uh, we went to Japan, the Philippines, Norway, and all mm. we did was complain about how we didn't get to do a real deployment. 
Dude, I'd have fucking killed for one of those. <laughs> I don't know about Norway because I'm, you know what I mean. It like we, horrible, we just, we just so spoke about me going hypothermic, man. So I don't know how it, how I would do in Norway, but fucking Oki or what was the other one you said? Uh, Thailand. We went, we went to uh, the Philippines. Oh, I would have got NJP there. Ah. 100%. <laughs> I would have got NJP there. <laughs> it was cool seeing the pictures and stuff from all of them. I was I was stuck on the ship, but the uh, all the dudes that sent. Uh, all the dudes that went out there and showed me pictures and stuff of it, it looks pretty cool. Damn, what the fuck did you do to get stuck on ship? It's a whole fucking story. I, I basically just wasn't, uh, I wasn't liked back then. I was very different back then, admittedly, though. Mm. I was, uh, I was still very young and, uh, not as, um, hadn't opened my eyes up enough yet to, uh, understand why certain things had to be miserable and, but the process, I guess. Got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it it's kind of, it's crazy though. Cause, uh, we, we were over here always, uh, talking about how, um, we wish we would have gotten a real deployment and stuff. And then you guys, uh, you guys are doing it back to back. It's crazy yeah. though. Um, going right back to, uh, being careful what you wish for though. Yeah. I mean, the second deployment wasn't, you know, nowhere. I mean, it wasn't like the first one. I'll say, I'll say that. Like, it wasn't crazy at all. Like the first one, man, like we found more IEDs and caches than we did anything. And I did a lot of training then too. You know what I mean? Of like training the fucking ANA. Like we had like some little bullshit ranges out in the fucking desert that we would take them to, you know what I mean? Line up and fucking hammered pair failure to stop. You know what I mean? Shit mm-hmm. like that. Keep your fucking finger off the trigger. And that's what really fucked me up too. When, when, um, uh, when Kabul fell and you seen all those fucking Taliban guys with fucking fingers straightened off the trigger, I was like, you motherfuckers. Mm, like I, I was just looking that. people were pointing that dude, out. I was like, you motherfuckers. I was like, some of you bitches were fucking A&A, you know what I mean? And, and now fucking Taliban. Like, I, I almost, I mean, I get it why they'd go and just get training and then just dip. But at the same time, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How were the A&A that you guys worked with? They were fucking shit. Really? We had a Mexican standoff with them sometimes, man. Really? Yeah, because like they're they're it was like a whole culture barrier. You know what I mean? Like mm. Marines, we curse, we curse like a motherfucker, right? Yeah. So um, over there, if you say motherfucker, like it's a it's a big deal to them. Like they take it literally as you're telling them to go fuck their mother, like literally, like that's that's how they take it. You know what I'm saying? So we've well, I've I had McKelleny. Um, uh, PB McKelleny, right? And, and fucking, he was a machine gunner in my section, but he was attached to uh, first platoon, right? He, uh, their platoon got into a fucking standoff. Third platoon got into a standoff. I'm pretty sure second platoon at some point in time did. But McKelleny had a fucking an M9 to one of those guys' head because he picked up a fucking RPG and was like starting to fucking shoulder it, you know, towards Marines because they were arguing. And um, what the like yeah, fuck? He, yeah, he put a fucking pistol to that dude's head and, and was fucking basically telling him to fucking drop it. Like I'm gonna fucking you know shoot you in the fucking head, dude. 
So yeah, man, we had like some most A and A if they were shit. We had like a handful that were like decent. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, one guy, um, uh, I remember him. His name was uh, we called him Saki. That's that's what he told us to you know fucking call him. Motherfucker spoke perfect English, like really? perfect. Like he had an accent, of course, right? But mm-hmm. he fucking spoke perfect fucking English. Like I would get fucking cigarettes, you know what I mean, from him and shit. And you know some of the other A and A would like try and take advantage of you. You know what I'm saying? Like they would they would like try and upcharge you. You know what I mean for like cigarettes for fucking sodas or whatever. But Saki was like real. He was real against that. You know what I mean? And uh, he was um, former Mujahideen, so he was fucking fighting Taliban up in the north. Like, and by the time that I fucking went there on my first deployment, this is, um, you know, by the time that I, you know, got there and, you know, we got introduced to each other, he had told me that he was fucking fighting Taliban for fucking six years already. You know what I mean? And he was, and he was only 20. Yeah, no, that's crazy. They're, they're, he was 20 years old in war for some of them. Yep. So he was fucking fighting since what, 13, 14 years old fighting Taliban? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's insane. That motherfucker would smoke so much damn hashish, it'd be oof. <laughs> it'd be like, damn, Saki, you see his fucking eyes? It'd be like, he'd be squinting. Like, squinting. <laughs> oh, wow. High as a fucking kite, man. That's crazy. And be that's doing crazy. that out there, too, with all that going on, I can't even imagine. That's, that's a crazy... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, next topic next topic yeah <laughs> all, right, all right we'll skip over that one <laughs> um uh geez uh so what was the biggest thing that you i guess what was the diff the biggest difference with your second deployment to uh to march after the, the 2010 invasion of it uh the tempo the tempo, man. A lot of shit was, um, I wouldn't say it was laid back because it wasn't, but it was, like I said, it was nowhere near the intensity, you know what I mean, of like of my first deployment. You know what I mean? Like imagine my first deployment being like a mosh pit, right? Mm-hmm. You're fucking, you're in there, you're swinging around. You don't know when it's going to fucking hit you. You're hitting other people, right? And then you're, my next fucking deployment was just like a normal rock concert where you're just like sitting there. You got seats behind you, but you're standing up. You know what I mean? You're like jumping up and down. Like it's no violence or real violence like that. It's like every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you get like fucking pop shots coming your way and like, but it was nowhere near like the kinetic aspect of it, you know? So and did that shock you guys? Fuck yeah, it did. I mean, like the amount of ordinance and shit that we 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 pushed at them and shit. But uh, bro, when I went there my second time, I was like, I'm gonna die. Like, I bro, I'm definitely. I made it through this bitch once. I don't know how I'm gonna do it again. Like, so I literally like I fucking damn near sold everything. There's people that like maxed out credit cards. They're like, I'm going on a fucking spending spree. Like, really? I'm they were that convinced that they weren't gonna make it out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Jeez. I had a fucking yeah, I had a fucking guy like max out a 10k credit card what? in like fucking two three weeks. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. He didn't and, like, think he was gonna survive at all. Fuck no. 
Fuck no. And like, he was the happiest motherfucker. Like, walking back to his room, big ass, hey, Rod, you mind, help, you mind helping me take this fucking TV to my room? Oh, I'm like, damn. God. I'm like, damn, dude, what kind of fucking TV did you get? Motherfucker got like 70 inch, bro. Oh, like, my God. <laughs> just telling you, just maxing shit out. Like, there was no kind. We did the the financial literally uh, literacy MCI, mm-hmm. right? But that shit didn't stick. Like people oh, were just burning through fucking funds, man. Like I went to Afghanistan the second time broke. I went through all my fucking my uh, deployment money from the first time. How I had a motorcycle. Huh? How much did you guys make from? Uh... Bro. Oh, my God. I came back with like 14, 15 grand. Whoo. That's a that was shit. Looking back on it now. I Looking was back like, on it. That's not shit. But like back. Then, yeah. Yeah. Back yeah. Then, At one time it was bad. nice. Looking yeah, at like bought, being um, out now and realizing yeah. like 15, it's like, that's it? That, that uh, Yes, <laughs> all exactly. That yes. For that? <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um, really yeah, I had insane. fucking, I bought a motorcycle, man. I fucking, uh, I had bought um, uh, a convertible Mustang GT. Like, I had nice shelves going out damn near every weekend. And then it got to the point where I was like, fuck, I'm living paycheck to paycheck again. But I'm still going out. You know what I mean? I had fucking credit cards. I had maxed out too. I was like, we all fucking damn near did it. You know what I mean? I can't, off the top of my head, I can't tell you one financially smart person that went on that fucking second deployment that went on the first one. Jesus. Can't tell you one. <laughs> we, we came back and we were like, fuck. Like, because, you know, once you deploy, you have all your bills deferred. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be like, okay, well, I'm going overseas. Like, you know, don't charge me interest for, you know, X, Y, because that's that's actually federal law, right? Right. So, um, you know, when you come home, though, your fucking bills are back on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's yeah, like, it doesn't go away. fuck, I owe so much money. <laughs> <laughs> Got my $1,000 bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yeah. fuck, I had to hide my car because I owed money on that shit. I'm like, God damn it, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I fucking hit base? my motorcycle for my command too, because I didn't want to take it on base and do the fucking the driver safety thing or whatever. So I got this fucking place out in town that I would have it and just fucking ride out there, and I would bring it back into the garage because we had a whole bunch of guys that you know had a place. So I would just fucking you know leave the bike there, and then I fucking brought it back to uh, New York because I was getting out soon, you know. So I was like, mm-hmm. fuck it, I'm gonna, bring, I'm gonna just bring the bike home. But yeah, man. Dang. So when you guys were uh when you were getting back from uh from that deployment, how uh how how were you kind of feeling at that point? Because I mean that's that's so much that like it, it's insane to think uh, of all the experiences and stuff that'll that happen in just four years. Yeah. Yeah. Um you know, by by the time we came back from from the second one, it was uh, you know talks now of, um, I got six months left, I got seven months left. You know, like all of our guys were like, you know, we're fucking counting down to EAS, and you know some of our guys they stayed in, um, they reenlisted, they went to you know different units. Some of them stayed with three six, and I was like, I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you no know, more power to you. I love you, but um, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, and what what was the biggest um, like reason for you that you were like, yeah, I'm just I'm done. Uh, me, I just, uh, I seen like a lot of changes in the core, you know, from my first deployment to my second deployment. Um, I had gotten NJP twice while I was in, um, 
and a lot of it was on bullshit. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, I was in the wrong. You know what I mean? But um, um, like I said, when I first came into the Marine Corps, you know, problems were solved in the tree line. You know what I'm saying? Like you go there, you fucking right. You know what I mean? You fucking get hazed in there, and and that was it. You moved on. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. It didn't it didn't fuck your career yeah, over, right? Oh man, shit. Exactly. So, you know, the last year that I was in, even even on my second deployment, guys were getting like page eleven NJP'd over over stupid shit, and I was like, man, this ain't it for me. And I was like, if it's like, and I was like. You know, because they were telling me too, like, okay, well, you know, you can re-enlist and, you know, you can make a lat move, you know what I mean, to to go basically wherever you want, man. Like, I had a high GT score. Like, I could have really, even my recruiter was like, why the fuck do you want to go infantry? You know, and then I told him because, you know, of 9-11 and then he, you know, just stopped questioning me about it. But they were like, you can fucking do damn near anything you want in the core. Like, what the fuck? Like, and then I had my fucking first aren't, um uh first on carson tell me like all oh, you guys are gonna have no choice to fucking re-enlist you know what i mean like you guys are gonna be fucking uh you guys are gonna be fucking felons if you guys get out and shit what and you know yeah yeah so yeah i mean i still to this day have no felonies you know what yep. i'm saying so uh, i think uh, i'm still doing good but um yeah man i was just like i, I want my fucking freedom man I, I fought for my freedom literally you know like you know, people say, um, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, guys really fought for your freedom. No, we, we fight to maintain it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's we're not getting any new rights over here. If anything, we're losing them as time goes on. You know, so I was like, man, I just I'm, I'm tired of the of the bullshit of the field day inspections. And I wasn't about to marry a stripper just so I can get out of the fucking barracks. Yeah, and I was and I was like, man, I'm just going to I'm just going to get the fuck out, dude, and and, and go back and see what the fucking civilian world has for me and and that was a hard transition dude so, i was gonna ask you that was how it was uh how was yeah. that transition from uh well how, how was it when you got your d214 because i i always love hearing these stories i did a fucking burnout in the parking lot and i raced out of fucking on on holcomb like i i chilled out right until i saw the gate and then once I saw the gate, bro, I fucking just like dropped a gear and I fucking like blew to that bitch. And I fucking like raced on 17, like for a minute. You know what I mean? Like I had all my shit packed the night before. So when I went to go get my DD214, like my car was loaded the fuck up. Like I didn't have, you know, anything left in my room. Who, who I got out on a Saturday, on a Saturday fucking morning. And, uh, yeah, so, like, there was barely anybody, you know, left in the barracks or even, like, a wig, right? Um, and then, like, weeks prior to that, um, you know, we my whole platoon, like, was starting to dwindle, you know what I mean? Because guys came in, like, at, at different times, right? So, like, three or four guys would get out one day. A couple days later, you know what I mean, another group of guys. And it's like, okay, well, here's my turn. Here's my turn. Yeah. You know, so all, all the people that I, I wanted to say bye to, I, I did for the most part. And, um, yeah, man, I just got my fucking walking papers, bro. And I fucking walked like I was gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember when I got mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you never forget it, man. Yeah. No, nope. So then what, what did you do after that? You, uh, you, you went home, you said? Yeah, I went back to New York, man. And um yeah, I uh 
was really stumped for like a little bit as to, you know, what I wanted to do and shit. And then, um, uh, a friend of mine had told me, you know, his, his family was looking for, uh, some mechanics or whatever. And, you know, I had, um, a little bit of experience before joining, um, you know, just like turning wrenches and shit. So I went to, uh, work for a fucking school bus company, um, up in uh, New York. And I was like fixing, like changing brakes, you know what I mean? Doing shit like that. And, yeah. Mm. And then how was uh how was just situ- how was just um I guess transitioning into just being a civilian? How did uh how was that going for you? Man, at first it was fucking hard. Like I didn't want to be around people like that. You know what I mean? Like big crowds, like and bro, living in fucking New York and like a lot of my family's in New York City still to this day. So um, you know, going to going to visit them and shit, like dealing with fucking huge crowds driving getting caught in traffic i was like man fuck this and i would ride my bike a lot you know i mean my motorcycle and that was like a a real big thing to to like i guess take my mind off of shit you know what i mean Mm because once once you're riding bro you know what i mean like you're just in your helmet and you're just going right but uh, yeah i did a lot of fucking drinking you know i mean like that that pace that you keep drinking when you're in the fucking barracks like that shit transferred with me over to civilian life and um shit was real destructive bro real destructive and uh it took me years years to like dial back from that what what helped weed that's good (laughs) weed yeah and um that and then also my kids you mean like as as i got older i had kids Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um when i say the weed um I was at first replacing one with the other, you know what I mean? So I wouldn't fucking drink as much, but I would smoke, you know what I'm saying? And, but that even fucked me because, um, at the time, obviously it was, you know, still illegal, you know, in, in New York at least anyway. Right. Um, so it would fuck me with certain jobs and that job that I had at the, the school bus company. Right. Um, when I got hired, uh, they didn't piss test me, right? So I was like, "Fucking sweet, like cool, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit less than six months later, they were looking through my paperwork, right? And they were like, "Oh, we never, you know, did a did a urinalysis on you. Like, you got to go take a piss test." And I was like, "Fuck!" Like, when they were like, uh, "We can schedule you one today," and I was like, "All right, let me let me talk to you." Well, yeah, let me talk to you, man. I fucking spoke to my manager and I was just like, listen, man, um, I'm going to tell you the truth. Uh, I fucking smoke weed. And um, yeah, I'm not going to pass that piss test. You know what I'm saying? And he was like, damn, man, uh, I appreciate you. You know, I appreciate you telling me, but there's there's no way, you know, uh, to get around this. I'm going to have to let you go. And I was like, I understand. You know what I mean? So I, I took my toolbox. Yeah, bro. I took my toolbox out of there that day and um you know i get it you know what i'm saying i was working on fucking school buses bro you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. even though all the jobs that i did um they got checked by another mechanic and then you had a um it's like a new york new york safety fucking like um uh inspector right because like you know when you get your car inspected like it's got to go through a safety check or whatever mm-hmm. they got one of those for uh specifically for school buses right so 
one of those guys, two of those guys would, you know, come and they would like team up on, on the, on the buses. We would have like a, a line, you know, of buses to do for them to get inspected and shit. So, um, they would have to go through, you know what I mean? And like triple check. Cause like I said, another mechanic in the shop would have to check me and then they would check. Right. So even though all these checks were getting done, you know, everything, you know, was still safe. I violated, you know what I mean? Their, um, their policy, whatever. Right. So I had to fucking leave and, uh, and find another job. And, um, with that being said, it was, it was fucking hard. Cause a lot of places were, you know, like fucking piss testing and shit. So I was like, let me use my fucking GI bill. And I got paid. I don't know if you know about New York BAH, but New York city BAH is something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I used that. Um, and at the time, I was not getting any disability from the VA. Um, I was like, fuck the VA. You know what I mean? Because they were just like, they straight up denied, you know what I mean, my my entire package or whatever. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just get it on my own. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need the VA. Fuck them, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I just fucking, I just went to school, man. And I was collecting that uh, BAH. I was uh, sharing a fucking um, a house you know, with a friend of mine. So we would split bills and shit. And, um, yeah, that I, I had graduated from, uh, Lincoln technical, um, Institute. And, um, you know, from there I was like, fuck what next, you know? So, uh, one of my friends, one of my good friends, um, grew up with him. He, his dad owns, um, an electrical company up in New York. And, uh, I started to work for him as a helper and this was like i want to say 2013 2014 you know and i fucking worked for him until like 2019 20 even 2020 like the beginning of 2020 you know what i mean so I, i was blessed enough to to basically have one job i mean yeah there were there were certain times where i had like layoffs and shit but for the most part i was working for him and um you know just building myself in a, in a craft, man, excuse me, like really, you know, helped me, uh, like step back from that weed shit, man, because, you know, I had to communicate with customers and shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, you can't be fucking showing up to, to a, somebody's house, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, for even, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Not even just that, but even smelling like, it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because dude, like you're speaking to customers, you know what I mean? Not even yeah. this, that, you're, you're fucking wiring people. I was wiring people's entire homes, like not just like a normal size, like 2000 square foot house. I'm talking like 10,000 square feet homes, like commercial buildings, like where we're doing electrical work in, you know what I mean? So you can't, you can't be on the job like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? No. Yeah, really, of course not. Yeah. So yeah. that really like helped me, uh, you know, dial back from that. And then, um, you know, most recently too, I, I fucking I moved down here and I I just used up the rest of my GI bill to go to UTI. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and I became a fucking welder, and now I'm working in the oil and gas field down here. That's man. awesome. That's cool, bro. Yeah. So it was a, it was a fucking journey, man. And um, I say for anybody you know who's who's just getting out, going through you know similar situations, even though you don't you didn't do a combat deployment or whatever, you know, you're still fucking having a difficult time uh, transitioning. Just just try and be patient, man. Keep pushing forward. You know what I'm saying? Like just keep making the right fucking decisions, and you know damn well who you need to be around and who you shouldn't be around. 
know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and just that's a big thing. You know what I'm saying? That's a big yeah. thing. And not uh not overdoing because I'm in college, so uh, I can uh, I have a little more leniency for me with my schedule and yeah. stuff. So I could smoke pot and be fine. Yeah. But for some people, yeah, it's definitely it's a uh, it definitely can get in the way of a lot of things. I know, like if I was working a job, I would not be smoking because I I get yeah. I get stupid and <laughs> yeah, I'll end up just doing it all day long. Yeah. Honestly, it depends on on the fucking job too. Because yeah. me, I I was a fucking a functional pothead dog. Like I'd smoke in the morning. Yeah, that's my problem I'd too. Smoke, bro, I'd smoke in the fucking afternoon at lunch. Yeah. I'd smoke when I get off work, and I'd smoke right before bed. Like yeah, it was no, just that's 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 literally what I do too. But my problem was that I'd still get everything done and still even go work out and stuff too. So yep. it just started yep. like. But but the thing is though with it, at least that I noticed is that um. But one, it starts to fuck up my stomach, and two, uh, I, I just get super depressed. Uh, I, I get two in my head if I'm doing yeah. it by myself. But I, I'm really yeah. bad with that. I'll get really, really in my head. Yeah, man, it has um, you know, a, a different effect on everybody. But I can understand completely what you're talking about. Yeah. And one of the hardest things for me too, man, was stopping smoking. Cause like for me, like I was, I was having fucked up dreams, dude. Like I, I'm talking, like I'd wake up screaming, bro. Like Jeez. not screaming and last, not screaming in like in like terror, but just like like in anger, bro. You know what I mean? Like I'd be like reliving moments and shit and things like that, bro. And like weed really helped me fucking sleep. Like I would get like full nights of sleep, and I'd wake up and I'd be like, "Oh shit, it's another day." Like you know what I mean? Like I'd be. That's good. You know what I mean, like yeah, it, like carefree and shit. But it, it yeah. No, when I stopped, the medical side it was it is a while. Is very legitimate. Very yeah, legitimate. absolutely is, it absolutely is. But you know, as as with anything, man, like too much Moderation. of a good thing isn't a good thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. I, I've definitely had times where I went overboard with it, and that's why my stomach ended up getting messed up. But that's yeah. just on me. I was just it was the summer. <laughs> yeah, um, I hear you, man. I yeah, no. Other other than the side effects of it, sometimes it's fucking great. I love I love smoking weed. It's the best part about being out. But um, yeah, but right. yeah definitely moderation, because it'll uh, yeah, it, it'll definitely get out of control. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh. So, and then how long have you been a welder now? Just this year or the last? Um, year? Less less than two years. I'd say I'd say more so like a year and a half, maybe. Oh, that's pretty cool though. So, so, and then you got, uh, is it like a certification? Yeah, there's, um, there's school? different certifications that you can get for, uh, yeah, like is, different a couple levels to it. Yeah. Yeah. For, um, like different welding processes as well. You have like, um, TIG welding, which is for like aluminum, um, like softer metal, like stainless steel shit. Right. And then you got, uh, stick welding, which is like arc welding, right. You're using a fucking rod and a stinger. Um, you got MIG welding, which is on a gun, like fed by wire. Um, and then you got, uh, like I, I do more so brazing, uh, now than I do, uh, than welding. So brazing is instead of using like an electric arc, I'm using a torch and, uh, like a brazing rod, right. To just like repair, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I do, I do, uh, the drill bits now. Oh yeah. I, I have no idea. What you're talking about yeah it's um okay so <laughs> oh, so yeah, yeah. if you're thinking of like an oil rig right like um the drill bits that fucking oh, like dig to... into the, okay yeah, that dig into the surface and shit gotcha. like yeah 
Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I, I repair those bad boys. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man, it's hot as fuck. It's hot as fuck. Those bits are like a thousand degrees. No bullshit. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, I imagine. And you live, uh, where, where are you living now? Uh, H-Town, Houston. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that definitely, that makes sense. I figured you were probably going to be somewhere south. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's the that's... fucking oil capital of, of the country, maybe even the world, really. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it pays good being a welder. Dog, oh, man. it does. It yeah. does. It does. Yeah, I always tell people, because people that are that are getting out, one, this, this is one of two things that I see. People think that they won't survive on the outside, so they stay in, or... Uh, and not knocking anybody that stays that stays in because there's, there's I definitely know plenty of people that stayed in because they wanted to and there's there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But, um. Then the the other side of it is people get out and they sell themselves so fucking short, dude. Like they just aren't yeah, capable of doing shit, and it, it bugs the fuck out of me. Um. Because like use your GI bill, go to school, get Work. use do your VA claims. Because like I I run into people that just never do their VA claims for whatever reason, and like it's, crazy. It's it, yeah, it is crazy. Because like crazy. the amount of Americans that would literally kill to have the, those benefits, or it, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like do do your claims, and then um yeah, school like just and you get paid to go to school, so you literally. And for me, because I'm in college studying uh, cybersecurity and like, nice, it, it's really it's not all that much work. Like, like, yeah, it, it's work as in like my week consists of school, but there is a whole lot of in between with that. <laughs> like, there's a lot of free time that comes along with it. Like most of I my believe- work. Yeah, and most of it's on online, so I can just Google it anyway. So it's like, it's really, I'm not... Nice. Yeah, like, I'm here for this stupid piece of paper. I'm not really here to learn anything, but, like, this piece of paper is going to get me, you know, management positions making over six figures, so... Yeah, that's why. absolutely. Yeah, because, I mean, if... What I could do, too, because... And what a lot of people do, and there's really nothing... I mean... Not really anything wrong with it. It's just a different route. Some people just get their certifications for cybersecurity and they'll just go straight to working. But with what everybody keeps telling me is that the way the industry is kind of moving is that uh, having a degree is going to become more uh, more of a prevalent thing to uh, be able to compete. But at mm-hmm. the same time, you, the, there's still so many open jobs that like, if you get denied at one place, you can for sure find 10 others. <laughs> Of course. And then a lot of these companies too, man, they have, um, they, they look for veterans, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, it's, yeah. especially if you're it's in like, a, a, yeah, absolutely. Cause they have uh business tax cuts, but you know, a, as a veteran, you, you bring a specific set of skills, you know what I'm saying? Like me as a fucking machine gunner, I thought that I didn't have any fucking transferable skills, you know what I mean? Out into the civilian world, but you know, being in the infantry, you're a fucking hard worker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like you're used to these long ass fucking hours. So yep. for you to do anything blue collar, like and you're gonna be fine, like, man. Doing the work, like a lot exactly. of people, like fucking half ass shit. Exactly. And like, you know, and then uh, like you said, cybersecurity. There's um, I know some drone operators, right? Mm-hmm. They um, like they literally fucking come to work. They fly a fucking drone. They it, you there's an FFA uh, license that you need. It's like I think it's part 107 or some shit like that. I have no idea. Take your no gear out, man. You can, if you get this license, 
you can charge about two hundred dollars an hour to fly your fucking drone for oh, hire. To do they do like bridge inspection stuff? Yes, they can yeah, do yeah, bridge okay, inspections. Okay. My buddy is they actually my all good, sorts of shit. Yeah, my good buddy is actually uh, my good friend. He's actually doing exactly that. He's in school in Texas right now doing that. Yeah. Yeah. See, so and you could take that shit online too. You don't have to go to a fucking school. You know what I mean? To to travel across the country to go to that school, you can get a fucking bullshit ass laptop with a good internet connection. You know what I mean? Take that fucking test. There's numerous courses out there that you can take. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's Study a lot up. of fields. There, there's a lot right. of things. Like, I, I really hate seeing like vets like hurting, and I really don't understand how there's any homeless veterans because there, there's so many programs and so many benefits yeah. that it's like, dude, it's like it's it's like you're purposely just doing this to yourself. When I whenever I see like vets that are homeless, it, it kind of yes. Some guys, yeah, but you know, other guys, yeah. man, it's it's just yeah. a, a lack of education, man. That's all it really is. Yeah, you know what I mean? Too. Because you can have you can have all the benefits in the world, man. But if you don't know how to use them, you exactly. don't know how to access them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a fucking it's a shame. Yeah, I'm you know sure what I'm it's saying? a they, case by case thing too. But of like course, it's yeah. But overall, it's just it's hard for me to understand that in today's day and age because it's like there's like off the t- even like uh, just having like all my friends and shit too. Like if I if I was homeless, like I could text one of them and be like, hey, can I sleep on the couch, please? And like drive my ass up there somehow or find a way they'd probably come get me like you know it's i don't know there's just there's a whole like if you if you keep with it there's a whole network like your friends become your network too of course and that's that's huge too because and just for me even just running this page i'm not joking i know somebody that works in literally almost anything you could name and nice and like uh yeah because people will hit me up and be like hey do you know anybody that's doing this because they're like planning for eas and i'm like yeah dude i know this guy and that guy and this guy's probably knows a little bit more than that guy maybe i don't know but i'm gonna send you both of them so you can talk to both of them and get two different points of view on the same thing and get all types of tips and tricks to uh basically cheat code your way through eas and into success because I, I think it's so it, it it's so incredible the the veteran community because we can we can seriously hook each other the fuck up and like just set each other on the path to success. And we all like you said we are naturally just hard workers. We we have leadership skills. We, we're competitive. We we Absolutely. figure it the fuck out. Like if you literally leave a dude, yeah, if you leave one of us in a room and tell him to do a job. Or even leave a bunch of people in a room and one of them's a veteran, chances are he's gonna be the one that ends up, you know, in charge of everybody. Because we just we it's just natural for us. Seriously, man. Yeah. So, that's uh, fucking great, man. And that's that's another thing too. Like, you know, a, a lot of it, you know, has has to do with pride. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I could do this shit on my own. You know what I mean? Like I had that that um that stubbornness, you know, for a long time, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I'm out, I'm out of my own now. You know what I mean? Like I can do this and yo, just be real with yourself, man. You can't do everything. Yeah. Even when you was in, you had a team, you know what I'm saying? You had a fire team, you had a squad, you had fucking somebody there to your left or to your right. And now that you're not out anymore, you're trying to literally overcompensate for that, man. And I miss you just be real with yourself. You can't because uh, you can't. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know for sure. Cause I, I'll, I'll literally, if I, when I was doing, when, when I used to just be doing random things and I would think to myself, like if I had just a team here helping me do this, this would be a million times easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The same with like squads and stuff too. It's yeah, it's definitely, it, it's, it's tough. Uh, being out just because i don't know it gets to that whole like lonely aspect and then yeah you turn on that whole thinking yeah well i could handle this so i must be able to handle everything else and it's like putting it's like shoving thing after thing into like your main pack and just trying to like hike with everything it's just it's not it's not doable yeah it's it's not man i mean you got to be able to fucking be real with yourself look yourself in the mirror man and you know what you can you can lie to everybody you know under the sun you know what i'm saying but you ain't gonna lie to yourself you know what i mean you know everybody here knows that you know what they're going through or you know what they lack or whatever it is you know what i'm saying like and that and that pride that pride is the death of some of us you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, unfortunately, you know what I mean? With veteran suicide, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? That those numbers are astronomical. You know what I mean? It's fucking sad, man. That these guys, you know what I'm saying? And like, yo, I've I've been there before too. You know what I'm saying? Like, of, of having those, you know, ideas of just being like, fuck, man, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, this shit fucking sucks. Like, like I do, I, I miss my brothers and all this shit, right? But Yo, there's so much more to life, man. A lot of us are what? Fucking early 20s. Like, you know what I mean? Early 20s, late 20s, you know what I mean? 30s. Like, yo, we're fucking young, we're man. Still and we, young, yeah. And we've sure been through so young. we've been through so much, you know what I mean, to 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 still be this young. But you know what? There's so much fucking more to life. Oh, man. yeah. It's so, so I, much I more find to life, it, man. It's hard for me to find the words to tell people that sometimes because it, it really it's it's insane just how like I know I mentioned it like just how young we really are like I look back at pictures of, of me from like 2017 or like 2018 even and just I'm like Jesus Christ dude I looked like a child <laughs> like yeah it's insane I don't know yeah dude yeah <clears throat> well look man I gotta um. I gotta get ready for my work day tomorrow. Yeah, but look, I was about to. I was about to say uh, this is probably a good point to wrap it up to. Uh, yeah, hold on. I um, just wanna. Yeah, I thank you for you. for all this, man. Oh yeah, man. Of course. Story and just uh, giving me the time. We we've been talking for three hours now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Crazy. a time cool flies, uh, man. episode. Of course, but yo, hold on, man. But before before um you know I get off this thing, um. You know, uh, above everything, like, you know, I, I grew up in the church, right? Mm-hmm. We used to go to church, like, every Sunday. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'd go on Wednesdays, you know what I mean, to, to Bible study and stuff. And as I grew older, like, I, I stepped away, you know what I mean, from the mm-hmm. church and, like, my faith as well. But, you know, in, in the past couple of years, like, you know, I started, um, you know, just really picking up my Bible again and reading, you know what I mean? So um, if it's all right with you. Um, I just like to share this this uh, this Bible verse yeah, no, um, with you and, and with everybody, man. It's it's uh, from the book of Joshua, right? Uh, chapter one, verse nine. It says, "Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go." You know what I'm saying? So, no matter what you go through. 
no matter what it is, man, like weeping may endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Reach out to your brothers. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't sit there in that fucking dark room and, and like life sucks and all this other shit because yes, yeah, sometimes it fucking does, but you know what? Who knows what tomorrow will bring? And Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? Like I would like to be in tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yep. To see my life get better. And you know, with that mentality, like it, it really has turned around for me. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there's some, there's some shit that I went through that I will not say in this fucking podcast. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's it's just it's just deep. But right. yeah. you know what I mean? Like we we've all we've all been through some shit that that fucking sucks, dude. You know what I mean? But yo, just keep pressing forward, guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? no, uh going back to my faith was definitely something that's helped me a lot too. So I definitely encourage it. Absolutely, bro. It was a very similar situation myself, but yeah. Um again, man, thank you so much for uh giving me your evening to uh to talk to me and to share with everybody your your story and uh yeah this has been a pretty moving experience for me just listening to all this so uh really appreciate it i appreciate you man yeah absolutely. appreciate you anytime man you can hit me up bro i'll fucking i'll be there yeah absolutely man all right for everybody listening i hope you guys have a great rest of your day and uh like we were saying uh no matter what you're going through it'll be all right so, all right, I'll catch, uh, we'll catch you guys later. Yeah, appreciate y'all.